Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned it My Doja Kosher game over, soldier, I'm coolin'. Be on the sofa. Niggas is posers and I'm the sculptor. Don't mean it, it's soldier, but fuck the vultures, I Feel them the dopeness and proper dosage, I Crank up the focus to get it amplified. Feel it's in the skillet, but still it's some bigger fish to fry. Designed to recline and sip the ghetto. Well, do it live! Of course, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, August 14th. 2019. I'm your host, Travis Bryant, and joining me is Cameron Hawkins, co-host extraordinaire. Cam, what's going on? Not too much, man. How's it going? Things are, uh, things are well, or how's everything with you? Yeah, everything's going pretty good. Just, uh, you know, keeping the train rolling, man. Um, what, you know, just, uh, just did a goose down, got a new I just want to tell stories coming out tomorrow, and I'm I'm burning the the battery power. You are, um, in a good way. A candle at both ends is going, but but uh, but you got the long candle, Paul. Uh, so you quite the right. wick, quite the wick. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite. Um, yeah. Before we get get too much into. Uh, into chat and let's go ahead and give out all the pertinent information uh, for you guys to reach out and contact us. If you want to have your voice heard on this here show, there, there are two ways to do that. First way, give us a call. Hit us up on the Constellation Lines and we will take your call live on air. Hit us up at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. I just realized I have uh, SmackDown on because I didn't see the first half hour or so, and the Buddy Murphy Roman match is on now. There's a Bullet Club guy or a T-shirt guy right in the front row, you know, Mm -hmm. getting a ton of camera time. I thought they were. uh, But they cut back on that. Yeah, but that's interesting. Maybe because Bullet Club isn't a thing anymore. Uh, What is? I don't. I'm talking out of school. But anyway. like I said, call us, 347-202-0103. Second way to have your voice heard on this show is to drop us a voicemail. Give us, uh, or you got three unadulterated minutes to leave us a message uh, that consists of comments, questions, you want to rant. Here's a it. 415-787-5229. That is the number. Once again, it's 415 
for our voicemail line. You can hit us up old school, traditional way on the email tip. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. The mailbag is always open, constantly being refreshed. Once again, that's East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Find the show on Twitter at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord. Find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. And the last bastion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook, the Facebook fan page. That can be found at Facebook.com slash PW Torch East Coast Cast. Or just search East Coast Cast PW Torch and you will see us among the uh, Torch family of fan pages. And definitely had some shouts out that we haven't gotten to. Chris, likes. Okay, let's see. Likes, likes, likes. <clears throat> well, if you've liked the page in the last week or so, thank you. Uh, oh wait, here we go. James Camerly and and Giroud, uh Yeah, with the name I couldn't pronounce. I remember you. So James, looks like you're the latest uh, liker of the fan page. Again, thank you. Appreciate it. Share the page on your timeline. Tag your wrestling buddies in it. Spread the word that way. Y'all know how it works. Um, so yeah, so let's uh, let's get at it. Uh, Cam, what is uh, yeah? Where are we going to start? What's the what's the big thing coming out of the last week? It could be so many things. Yeah, I think um, I think SummerSlam weekend is is still, you know, not too far removed from us. Three days out the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right at the top, you know, Seth Rollins. Uh, beating Brock Lesnar clean for the second time uh, to recapture the Universal Championship. Um, well, he beat him for the second time. He beat him clean for the first time. I thought he beat him clean at WrestleMania. I he beat him clean at what WrestleMania. Mean? I kicked him in the butt nuts like four times. Like, after really? he got attacked like outside the ring. Like, eh, clean. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair, I guess I should say. Maybe not clean. True, true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he beats Brock Lesnar for the title. Um, Comes out, I think, cuts probably his best promo as a baby face, at least the most timely. Um, and you know, gets to Steve Austin co-signed. Just, just a lot of, a lot of good things for the guy who right now is the, the, the top champion on the top show. Um, yeah, and I think just SummerSlam as a whole being, um, I think a pretty successful event. Of course, another really good takeover. Uh, good SummerSlam. Good Raw. Good SmackDown. Kind of a good. Four night in a row uh, run for those guys. So yeah, the, yeah we'll, uh, SummerSlam we'll and, it, and the events surrounding it would would I say would be the big uh, the big story. Yeah, that's that's certainly uh, that's certainly uh, uh, <laughs> a thing to go to run with. And you want you know it's can they can they could do five in a row and have kind of a uh, you know. It's not set up NXT typically the, the, the night after or the NXT after mm-hmm. a takeover uh, big weekend SummerSlam WrestleMania whatever, um, but still they can put on some good TV, some good matches, and uh, we can have ourselves, you know, our 14th hour of or whatever it would be, you know, <clears throat> really quality quality content. Not even because SummerSlam is only like three and a half hours long, like the main show. Yeah. So it's not like 
you had a seven-hour chunk right there. Yeah. You were able to, uh, you know, record there after shows and still, like, make, oh, hey, look at that. I feel like, you know, dive into the bed because it's 2 a.m. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, good weekend. Uh, and then we, yeah, I, I, Buddy Murphy and Roman Reigns playing in the background, just right from the jump. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's good. But uh, but yeah, a good, good, solid run for WWE. Oh, um, let me let me let me bring up Seth Rollins real quick. Do you think, mm-hmm. with hindsight, like right now, August fourteenth, uh, Seth's the champion and he beat Brock clean, and no doubt about it, and the way they went about it Monday. Was this better than him not losing to Brock and then winning it back? Because it was kind of like a reset. Not only was it a reset, it was like a, a reboot to his to his character. Uh, you can say what you yeah, want about think, the, you know getting getting his ass kicked twice, you know, big time headed into it and cutting that kind of weird uh, melancholic kind of promo. <laughs> it's like gonna be there. Yeah, uh, but it's I like well, that, uh, he's. He's stronger now than he was as champion, whatever, two months ago. Yeah, I mean, if everything in wrestling is a plot device, but I think Money in the Bank was very specifically a plot device. I thought that, you know, when they have him beat Brock at WrestleMania, I think they thought that was going to be received a bit better. And in turn, I think they thought that the Baron Corbin thing was going to be received a bit better because they're high on him. Um, but I think this was not a a reset of coming out of WrestleMania, but um, maybe a reassessment or refit of coming out of WrestleMania uh, to give him as much goodwill as possible, to have him fight from under, like really have to fight from under, for Brock to have the advantage, um, and for him to come out and really thank the crowd for having his back. I think it was just a, a way to kind of affirm what they were already doing. Yeah, I, but I, I do think it's—I think it's undeniable that you know he's stronger on August 14th than he was uh, June. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's me agreeing with you though. Like he's definitely sure. sure yeah, more yeah, things have happened right. between now and then. Specifically, like I, I think that that run of, of him seeming to be injured, um, you know, having to chase Brock. A lot of people not expecting him to win that match, and then him talking about what it meant to him the next night. Yeah, it did work out for the best. Absolutely. Right now, it's just a matter of keeping it going because Monday they could come out and have, you know, <laughs> you lose to Baron Corbin and start that feud again. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, uh, good, good, good weekend. Uh, what about the other champion? What about Kofi Kingston? How, how his? I think. You know, when we were talking about it, we kind of discussed um, that this was like a chance for it to be the kind of signature win of Kofi's career. Um, At the very least, his title run. Because, you know, when you win the title, that's not the signature win of the title run. shouldn't be. Um, But to have a signature defense. And I think that, you know, if we're to believe, even storyline-wise, the animosity between them, this probably had to happen. Maybe there's a better way to go about it, but eh, I mean, it's fine. You know, like, I, I get it. I get yeah. why you don't have a clean finish because you want to run that one back, and you don't want Randy Orton, his greatest, you know, 
greatest threat, greatest opponent, greatest rival, um, even if they weren't, you know, uh, really running parallel, still storyline-wise, that's his biggest obstacle. You probably don't want to be done with that in three weeks. Right. Yeah, so I get it, you know, that that's going to yeah, be a hell of a spell or a clash of champions or something. You look back and go, how do we ever think this was going to be like a finish or – I guess there was the the thought that Orton would win, and we were, mm-hmm. yeah. but beyond that, like, yeah, if that if that was the case, like, what's next for Kobe? Kobe beats Orton clean, and then what do we do Tuesday, and then the Tuesday after that, and then Clash of Champions or whatever, whatever's next. So, exactly. um, yeah, if you could get him, if you could have, it might work out better because what's next for what's happening with with Seth Rollins? Right, like who's going to be his next opponent? I don't know. This could be the marquee match on the next pay per view. Mm-hmm. You know, Lesnar's not there. They made sure to let you know that he's not getting the rematch. Um, so, so for sure, I definitely could see uh, could see uh, Kofi and and and, and Orton main event. Do you know what is 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 King of Champions or? Uh, Clash of Champions next. I think Night of Champions is the next show. Um, yeah, I can check that really quick. Uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, <clears throat> there's a better chance of that happening now. So. Yeah, especially than the headline with that. Um, yeah, I can tell you real quick. The next one is uh, yeah, Clash of Champions uh, September 15th. Then Hell in a Cell. Um, then uh, Crown Jewel Survivor Series TLC. Okay. Yeah, I can see I can see that running to, until Hell in the Cell some type of way. All right. And um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Before I agree, you're talking about Kofi and and Randy. Yeah. Going all the way to uh, so what's the finish at the Clash of Champions in September? I couldn't say. Okay, but, I mean, yeah. like, just general, like they don't, they can't do a bullshit double DQ or. But I mean, uh, I think that's how you get to Hell in the Cell though, because you can't have a DQ in Hell in the Cell. Right. Uh, you got people mad. People are already yeah, mad. That's that's a problem Champions. though. Yeah. I mean, if you do it in a creative way, I think people won't. The heat won't go on a promotion for, oh, I didn't get a finish. Like, no, no, you got a finish. It just wasn't a definitive finish. It has to feel like that. Um, All right. um, Hey, look at this. I asked for some support, and I got it. Let's go ahead and, uh, you know what? Um, I always have to give my man his uh, his his due. <laughs> oh my god! I hate myself sometimes. We got my setup. Oh gee, who's so scared? Nino of all Nino. Let's bring a larger show on this show. 
Dre, welcome to the East Coast game. I'm doing the motherfucking jig with my song. I ain't heard that shit in a minute. What's up, everybody? <laughs> East Coast squad, what's going on, Tam? What's the deal, brother? How you doing? Oh, doing well, sir. Doing well. What's up, Travis? What's up, man? What's happening? Um, I'm here. I'm at work. I, 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 I'm at work. I just lied. I just lied and said I had a business uh, situation, so I ain't got that much long. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I didn't. I was just jeopardizing. Uh, you know. <laughs> I know it's sweet, man. I just. I'm not. I just can't. Oh, I can't overdo it. You know what I'm saying? But I got years in there. So what's up, my brother? East Coast. East Coast Constellation. What's up, everybody? Yeah. You want to? Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Did you? So what's uh, up? What can I do? For did you? you? Oh, did this you, weekend. Okay, yeah. Yes, that's where I was going. Man, first of all, NXT. I mean, I mean, they. I mean, what are we going to say? There's no reason to be surprised about how good the show was because they, they hardly disappoint. So mm-hmm. NXT was NXT was pretty good from top to bottom in my opinion. Uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam was pretty good. Um, Summer's pretty pretty good as well. Now, how did you uh, watch was, SummerSlam? You don't because you're not a Raw and SmackDown every week guy. You you are. Oh yeah, but I mean, but again, I, I, no, I've been ever since I've been telling you that I have been, you know, re-familiarizing myself with the product and Travis. I've been watching for twenty some years. It takes what a half a show for me to gather what's that. You yeah, know, it yeah, takes yeah. a lot of show <laughs> or two to gather what's going on. Come on, so. You know, you're like, okay, okay, this person is this person's a shit now. Okay, what happened? And then I'm already, I'm already caught up. Awesome weekend. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to get on, first of all, the fiends. I mean, I don't know if you didn't get chills because of that. I'm sorry. That means you just don't understand what's good on. But that's that's you, whatever. Because the fiend is a shit. But um, I wanted to touch on. It's a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about. But I wanted to touch on what Cam said because Cam just made me think about something. <laughs> That Kofi Kingston Randy Orton match was was okay. I was pissed and disappointed that it ended like that. But he's got a point. With all the history that they have, you don't want to just end something like that in a short period of time. Maybe just SummerSlam came at the wrong time of the feud, I guess, or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I really wanted to see, honestly, and you know how I've talked about um, in previous, neither one of these champions are my favorite. But I would have liked to see Kofi in a really good if you could if they could give me a five or four star match, get it in without anybody around and have Kofi win against Randy Orton. And even though I'm not big on the Kofi train, that would have kind of that sequence would have put me you know, like, okay, Kofi just beat the fourteen time champion. You know, right. you know, if you if you don't believe in him now when the fuck are you going to that? So that's the way I was thinking about the whole situation. You know what I mean? I think so, that's how we were all thinking, like, if, you know, kind of one of those Kofi lose, we riot kind of situations. But we didn't or imagine. even if Kofi would have lost, would have cheated, something like that or something, then we could have something. But it was just seemed like I just didn't like the way it ended. I would have rather had Kofi do a trouble in paradise and knock him out for the win or whatever. But, uh, mm-hmm. oh, and also, I, I'm going to be in the minority with this, but I'm not happy with what happened in that main event. Now, I understand that, uh, like I say, maybe because I haven't watched the product as intensely, but you know I'm not a big Seth Rollins fan. Sure. I wish, I just wish there was somebody else in that position to be like, I beat Brock Lesnar, because if you've seen the night after, they're doing, it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, they seem like they're going the Ronda Rousey route where I beat Brock Lesnar twice, and that's like the biggest fucking thing ever. You know what I mean? Like, it seemed like that's what, you know, if I beat Brock Lesnar, that makes me 
better than you or whatever. I don't, you know, whatever. But I wish it was just somebody else in that predicament because I just he just doesn't hit. He doesn't get. He doesn't hit the. I don't get him. And and third. Yeah. Oh my God! On Monday Night Raw, was that chair beat down not orgasmic? Are you trying to tell me that wasn't? <laughs> what I was? We didn't even talk about that. Like first. Yo. Yeah, Yo, my pants, my, my, I'm still stained because of what I said. Oh, my God. Every chair shot was like, oh, oh, my God. It was so, oh, God. Anyway. So and I'm not even mad you. at it. I'm just mad at the fact that you took so much fucking joy in it. Oh, my, orga- I'm like borderline orgasmic. And is she, I mean, I said this on Twitter, but I mean, is she, I mean, I'm not saying she sat nowhere, but it seemed like she gained like 10, 15 pounds. Is that me or am I wrong? Sasha. She looks uh, a little thicker. Can we? Oh, you know, oh, trying, oh, it's nice having you on. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what? Not seeing her for a while, though. Um, maybe, maybe. Have like. Uh, I mean, they are athletic. Like, her particular like physique is is different. Um, mm. But yeah, she um, she had great energy, man. I, and I'm always like. Ever since NXT, like she just should always be a heel, even though she's oh like, yeah, she's a great not heel. Charlotte size, she's still not so much smaller than all the other women. It stands out um, to where she can still be physical. Like she should always be a heel, um, and she's so damn good at it. She really is. Yeah, I feel the same way about even though she's like this, got the small stature. I feel the same way about Alexa Bliss. Like I don't want to see her doing anything but being a bitchy, attitude laden person. You know what I mean? So I understand what you mean about that. Like there's certain people that I don't want to see on the other side at all because they're so good at what they do. You know, like I'm, so I get that. But I mean, come on. How do you? Trey, did you I, I mean, mean you how did watch you? Takeover too? So we don't get mm-hmm. to talk to you like as often about this stuff. So you got to see not only like Street Profits in a tag title match, but the next night kind of see them as the MCs of Raw that they've been playing me, like Yep. Yeah, just Let me t- let me let me tell you something. Let me All right, first things first. And I said this on Twitter. I'm the biggest I've been hating on Dawkins before he even got in this tag team. I think he's a big goofy doofus. Back when he was just yeah, but by himself, I I couldn't stand. And Montez Ford, in my opinion, is going to be a star down the down the line. In my opinion, I may be wrong. It's something about him. He's going to put it together, and you're going to see him soar. That man has got it. This is the thing. I'm not. It's one that all right. It was a promo that Dawkins did a backstage promo on NXT about three weeks ago where he they were talking about the Undisputed Era, and Dawkins got serious real quick, and it just took me like, hold the fuck up. What's going on? And he was just talking about, y'all don't want the smoke. Like, we got the titles right here. He was smooth as shit. I'm like, hold up. Who is this? Who is, like, who is this guy? And then in the ring, I'm not going to hate on the man. He's not bad. No. You know, for the big... The big lumbering guy that he is, he's on time. He's He's got to become a workhorse. He's got that's because everybody has that same gushing opinion over uh, Montez. He's got to go. Okay, I just have to be as good a worker as I can be. Yeah. So he can. I thought he he carried his weight on. on Oh yeah, 
His punches are really good. His spears look really good. And when he uh, when they, when they did the, the double hot tag, and he gets in the middle of the ring and throws Kyle O'Reilly to the other corner. Oh, like, yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's, and he's on that. time. He's not. He's not stupid. He know he's on time with it. So honestly, no, I, I I hate to like say it. this, but the man the man has got my respect, and I can't. I hate to say that, but you you know, man. I mean, I can't like that. I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at his performance in the ring, and of course, you're going to know Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are going to do their thing. Mm-hmm. You know that they're going to bring the best out of anybody because that's what they do. But when you yeah. see this man. And he stood out to me more than anybody in that match. I was like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? What is going on? Yeah, he's got to make himself but, in, 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 uh, he's got to make himself in And you know what, if he, keep, if he keeps doing that, if he keeps doing that, and if he, maybe if he can twerk his attitude, maybe if he falls into something else, you never know. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not, off, I am not as what I felt about him. I have, uh, I have to go though. One more thing, yeah. anything you want to ask me about real quick. No, no, no. You got it. Uh, listen, I'm going to try to call in every week because this shit is exciting. But, uh, Travis, have you on, I mean, I said, I said this to pervert. You, on, you ain't on board with The Fiend yet? You still on the bullshit bandwagon? Or you still I mean, on the dumb whatever. Shit? I mean, it's fine. I got for it, like, yo, but, or you specifically. His, and I'll I'll say this, his performance has never been the problem with, with the character. No, he and loses too much. Him. It's the material they give him. You know what I mean? So, oh yeah, and also and also he loses. My my biggest thing with him is all the big matches that he has. He always ends up losing. Except one. Yeah. Except the one except, title match. Except 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 Cena, right? And and it, and it mattered so little when he won it. And it didn't matter. And it didn't you matter. You knew it was exactly. the pass it. You knew it was the pass it. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Anyway, listen, I gotta go. Love y'all. Holla back next week. Talk to you. All right, Drake. All right, that was fun. Bring on for a little uh, old school feel. That's weird to say, but damn. Yeah. That's what happens when you've been around for, you know, a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You do it. Eventually you look up and it's old school. Yep. <laughs> We're coming up on 500 shows in the next year. Year and a half. Wow. No, 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 no. We're at 460 something, so less than a year. Yeah. 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 And, and next month, it hits, it's like our nine, the East Coast cast, like nine year deal. So, mm-hmm. a lot of damn shows. <laughs> it's a lot of content. <laughs> um, Oh, I did want to shout out um, now some of these uh, shows specifically I haven't I've yet to check out but um, we got pulled into uh, some fuckwad you talked about it or you posted it somewhere you know the asshole about uh, the, 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 the wrestling page that has like Less than no followers and less than no activity, yeah. and yeah. like I don't know some bigoted shit. Uh, yeah, and that kind of galvanized uh, uh, black wrestler, black wrestle voices, uh, hashtag black wrestle voices on on, on Twitter, and 
Yeah. Some um, folks started, you know, back and forth. And just like, hey, shouting out this page, and I want to shout out this mm-hmm. podcast and these folks. Um, so shout out to uh, Heel Star uh, at Cresta Star on Twitter, and and uh, and uh, and Jeff at Jeff says he does a podcast. He's on the Bleacher Report. Um, there's a show called For All Nerds, and also those wrestling girls. A show of a show with a women's wrestling fan community. So mm-hmm. check those folks out at T Wrestling Girls on Twitter. So yes, I'd like to give them a little bit of attention if I could. But yes, uh, wrestling Twitter is uh, an interesting place. And then when you start breaking it down, you know, Black Twitter is is interesting. Wrestling Twitter is interesting. Black wrestling Twitter? That's like yeah. a hole down the hole. It's like a whole, like, oh, like, it, it's, you know, for so long in this space, it was just us, for the most part. It never was. It's never just you. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then, you know, and podcasts explode, and everybody literally and their mother, I think my mom wants to do a podcast, uh, has a podcast. It, uh, you're not, you, you know, you have to remember, like, that. Those times aren't. You're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you kind of you, you were you were honed and forged by yourself and kind of being the one the one guy, the one voice, the one perspective. Um, so that's kind of like a, a, a nature kind of psychological thing, like that you just hit, uh, have to remember it. Like, oh no, there's other people in this space now that are that are that are just, you know, feel all kinds of ways and have all kinds of stuff to say. So um, it's good to be reminded of that. So when you go to, when you see something like hashtag black wrestle voices, it's like, oh, fuck, it's a shit ton of y'all out here. And not just yeah, the content providers. And the ads and the mentions, it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not just the content providers, which is great, but the, the fans. And, you know, yeah. the allies, too. Not just, you know, black and brown people, but like, White folks that are like, no, I fucks with y'all show. I mean, y'all know y'all listen to them here every week. Mm-hmm. So, that's cool. And I just wanted to uh, give those people a bit of a shout. So, all right, let's uh, let's see. Craig tells Dre to call every week. He's on board with that. Yes. Do you want Dre to call every week? Tweet, <laughs> tweet Dre for Nell B at for Nell B. <laughs> Um, you know, let's tell, let's uh, let's do an email before we uh, get back to the phone lines. Uh, East Coast Audio Show at Gmail dot com. This is from Jabron out in Vegas. Uh, Jabron says, "What up, fellas? Two questions for y'all this week. Uh, how long before WWE tries to split up the street profits, and when they get when they get to the main roster? Uh, if this were to happen." How well do y'all? How well do y'all believe? How well do y'all believe? What's that supposed to be? How well? How well do y'all believe they could do separate versions of being a tag, uh, a tag team? Huh? I mean, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I mean Dawkins will be a fine competitor, and 
Ford will be a star. Like, I, you know, I think when we talk that, about how good yeah. Montez Ford is, it's never a slight to Angelo Dawkins. You know, like, genuinely not a slight to Dawkins. But, like, right. Ford is a singular talent. Like, Velveteen's a singular talent. Like, Ricochet <laughs> is a singular talent. Like, you know. Like, and I was, I, I was a big fan of Christian, but Edge was a singular talent. Like, it's just, those just exist in teams, you know? Um, hell, Jeff Hardy is a singular talent, even though Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy's a very good singles competitor. You know, um, I think that Dawkins will be fine, um, and Ford has a chance to be a real breakout star. Like, again, I've said it, I feel like four shows in a row, but if you look at that sequence, of Dawkins doing the belly-to-back suplex into a front handspring into a moonsault at six foot four. Um, it, it's just so impressive. And then the way the crowd reacted when he was going to do a people's elbow, um, when he hit the rock bottom, the way he gets up for that frog splash, like he's unique. Um, and he's like, like, we keep talking about, when I say keep talking, we talk about it for 20 years, about... Vince McMahon, um, you know, wanting a black main eventer and having varying results. Um, Ahmed wasn't quite that. Farouk wasn't quite cast as that. Rock worked. Shelton Benjamin didn't work. Um, Mark Henry worked, but, you know, that was after a lot of injuries. MVP didn't work for reasons. So, like, yeah, this is something that the boss wants. Um, and I think that, you know, getting a look at him, what he can do, like, he is a chance to really break out of, you know, between him and Velveteen, a chance to, like, really be next as far as the top of the wrestling business. Yeah. yeah that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah, and it's never a slight to Dawkins. When you're, when you're good and you just happen, when you know, when you're with somebody that's just extraordinary or at least, you know, that's the perception. You just have to know, kind of, like, all right, I have to, uh, you know, I don't want to get left behind. That's what I'm saying. He has to just be a workhorse and never, you know, never, don't blow up. Like, you can never, you can never, so certain privileges are gone, you know, like, you can never blow up. Mm-hmm. Look who you have standing next to you. You're going to look, always look that much worse, even if it's a little thing. And it's, that's a yeah. good thing that, that if you use it the right way to, as motivation and to drive your career, or to drive you insane and bitter and, you know, out of business. But, you know, hopefully. And, hey, uh, and seriously, he's yeah. been the better performer um, as far as Raw goes. I, I think that he brings levity to that act um, in, a, in an environment where they can't do physical things. And I think him – Coming out, I like, man, I was hanging out with RVD. Man, I party too hard at the after party. Man, that Nikki Cross. Like, I think that he has been, like, the <laughs> fun base of that part of the act. And so he'll be fine. Like, they'll find stuff for him to do. Um, but it's just, yeah, can he be – one of those guys can be the biggest star in wrestling. And the other one can be good. Yeah. You know, like, issues aside, a lot of people wish they could have been Marty Jannetty. From a talent standpoint, seriously, it's not. Yeah, you you can't be. Uh, you know, it's not even my ideology and everything, but you can't be 
can't be, uh, what do they say about your blessings? You can't be, like, batting down your blessings and shit. Because you're mad. Like, yeah. You know, like, that man's supremely you talented. You can't block your blessings. You yeah. But you, yeah. But you are talented. <laughs> you're just not supremely talented. Like, you know, the guy next to you. You have to understand that. Try not to let it make you bitter and, or jealous, or, you know, any kind of thing. And just use it as, uh, you know, understand somebody's always going to be better, hand, more handsome, slinging way more meat, whatever the situation might be. It's, you know, you know. Uh, says he hopes that doesn't happen, but he know, but he, but I know there may be a time where WWE tries to split them up. Well, yeah, of course. It's just, it's just a matter of, well, is it in a year or two or is it in three to five years? Yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, Jabron's next question. What do you what do you think? What do you think is next for Shayna Baszler? I mean, every time I think there's a chance she loses the belt at a takeover, she doesn't. How are they going to get the title off her if she has basically walked through uh, more than have more than I guess half more than half of the women's roster? Uh, thanks, fellas. I'll be listening. Well, uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. Like I, I like genuinely, I, I don't know. Not that I just thought Mia Yim was going to do it, but, you know, it's almost a shame how good, uh, well, actually, I I have an idea, but it's almost a shame how good Yoshirai and uh, and Candice LeRae were because Yoshirai needs to be a heel because she's a great heel. Like, Mm -hmm. if, if we have to really, like, weigh them out, that might be, aside from, and again, you know, me and Kyle O'Reilly, one of those two matches was the best was the best match. Um and I really liked the triple threat. I thought the triple threat was maybe too busy, but like Candice LeRae and Yoshirai really went at it. Um so I think that, you know, losing that match clean, Candice LeRae is not the next challenger, but you know who it should be, Travis? You know who it really should be? Who's that? Dakota Kai. I know Dakota Kai faced her. Question on that uh, that storyline that tank that never got really. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that yeah. I think her her finally being the one to do it um, would be a oh, big deal. Yeah. I, but you got to wonder which one is like. Wait, she should be the next challenger, or she should be the next challenger and win the title uh, at some point. She, I'm not saying either of those things. Oh, okay. But I'm saying that, that she should be the one to beat her. Oh, eventually. Uh, wow. Um, because, That's a lot. But, but what I think is... That's a lot. I feel like she's still there partly because they they just got Sasha back. That's hot right now. Um, I think you push Shayna Baszler straight to the top when she comes to the main roster. I, I don't think you do the kind of test the waters thing that they did with Ember Moon. Um, but I think that she's down there for Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. Like, I think getting them along and having, you know, while they learn what they're doing, I think that's a big reason for her still being there. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know how fast that happens. Yeah, this, the, the, um, stuff, them coming back and having maybe something to, to, to latch on to as TV characters. In the next few weeks, as they you know recover from their 
their their mm. attack injuries and everything. That could be the start oh, of them getting serious like character development as Duke and Shafir and not just uh you know, Shane is Oh, so you ready for this uh, Bianca Belair and Mia Yim tag team? What? <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say Io Shirai and goddamn Shannon Baszler on the main roster would be. Oh, oh my God! Not main. Oh my God! <laughs> but <laughs> you're what you, you got to bring you got to bring guns to the ring. <laughs> the only shot you got. Like Yim. I don't know. I, I, it could be like one of those. They they get there six months from now. It's a Seamus uh, Cesaro thing. Yeah. I could certainly be talked into that. Um, that match, Yim Baser, I thought was so absolutely psychologically sound. Um, it was one of the best, best. Psychologically, it was the, one of the best matches that wasn't the, one of the best matches I've ever seen. Like, the, the, physical stuff, the physical stuff was fine. It wasn't, uh, that wasn't what made it one of my, um, maybe my favorite match of the night. It was that everything they did made all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the fact that the street fighting tactics, Shayna just couldn't get back. Like, you know, it's like 10 minutes in, you're like, how are you not see that coming at this point? But it's like, she doesn't, uh, you know, she's a fighter. She fights by rules. She gets away. Her cheating is viciousness, you know, breaking your, well, it's not really, they don't disqualify. I'd say they should for all that stupid kind of shit, but they don't. So she doesn't really cheat per se, right? She just, just tougher and meaner than everybody else. Um, yep. But so so the match uh, it just was her not being the eye gouges the, the the fish hooks the hair pulling it just it just was everything was there and the finish was perfect every like the outcome Mia Yim coming up short like yeah yeah like. Seriously, have a champion that had to consistently, even if she's the, the the good guy, she has to consistently resort to, even if they're slight but underhanded tactics. We can't. That's not gonna be a champion. Huh? It's tough to be like, yeah, at the end of the night, <laughs> after she wins by pulling tight, like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as me, uh, as far as Shayna Baszler winning all the time, like, well, that's uh, she's better than everybody. <laughs> she should win. You know, mm-hmm. I you know hate me some damn Shayna Baszler, but um, yeah, I I mean, I just don't see. I don't know who who down the. I guess I mean I I know who I'd like to see. It's it's always the same two people in this conversation. It's Piper Niven or it's Rhea Ripley. But they're mm-hmm. doing their thing in Europe and uh, you know, that's maybe sometime down the line or maybe not, but uh, but realistically, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't see a Dakota Kai or her, a type like that. Um, we'll see. They, I don't know. If, do, we, do they go back to EO and, and Shayna? 
don't. Yeah, I just think she's so hot as a heel, like that you. But I mean, both of them are, but I just think it's too soon in uh, Eo's, you know, turn to have her go. Okay, now I'm mean. Now I'm coming for the title. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I don't think so yet. But who's uh, who's there for her to like be on TV and just like having a bit of a feud with? I mean, that's what right. You got is, is right there. Um, I think that she could, even though they're heels, she could go after uh, Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah um, because they're different types of heels, you know? Um, she's kind of the same type of take on everybody, like a, kind of like a Samoa Joe is. Um, like, there are, there are things. That, that are there people that she could face down there? Um, probably don't want to define Bianca Belair down anymore, but you have um, like Zia Lee, you have Tyner Conti, you know, there are people down there. Yeah, I've, I have, even though I want to see her, but I have appreciated that after taking those losses to me again in, you know, June and, you know, July, we just haven't seen her in a month. Yeah. Month and a half. Like, hey, who me? No need to, you know, Ever, uh, you know, bullshit and, and, and NXT is good about that, not having people on TV that aren't there for purpose to have some. Uh, that leads to a question about NXT two hours on FS1. How do we feel about that, Cam? Horrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. I love the the one-hour show. Yeah. Like, you get in, you get out, you typically don't. You want for more, but I don't know if we've ever come on here and said, man, if they had one more match, that would have been great. Um, Yeah, I mean, if this means, and and I saw Milter talking about it, like, I don't know if this is going to lead to anybody getting paid more, um, but creatively, it's a chance for maybe like a Velveteen, uh, a Montez Ford, a Matt Riddle to exist in a space where what they're doing isn't altered so much to fit everybody else um, that it gets allowed to blossom. And then if they're on shows that are on TV – Maybe there's there's less of a desire to change what they are when they go to a Raw or SmackDown. So, mm. I think from a creative standpoint, for people we already like, um, I think it might be a good thing. But again, like when it's kind of the same uh, when they had the triple threat, I realized that I was like, damn, it's been like a month since I've seen Velveteen wrestle. Yeah, you know, like, and that was a cool thing. Like that was good. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't see Adam Cole wrestle a whole lot, and when he's out there in the main event, like, it's a big deal. So, like, hopefully, I don't know. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I wonder, I wonder if Dre has that same opinion of Seth Rollins, and maybe even Kofi Kingston, but, but more Seth Rollins. If he didn't see him, you know, every week, you know, since – December 2012, for the most part. Mm-hmm. But 
guys in NXT. I don't think he'd say uh, even yeah, like even even folks in NXT who I'm not necessarily fans of, like Sons of Anarchy or that's not the, the Bums of Anarchy, as Mike and Brooklyn calls them. Um, uh, forgotten Bums is what he calls them. Uh, we don't have to see them on TV every week. We're being reminded of these guys that we don't like. And on a two-hour show, that just might might be the case. Uh, it just it is a good it is a different feeling turning on NXT or turning on a takeover and knowing it's going to be a, it's a, a you know it's going to be a tight hour or tight two and a half hour takeover show. And, it's, and everything is going to matter and be important. And if it mattered and was important, it would be on the show. Mm-hmm. And that is a, that is just, you know, when we're getting 11 hours of content a week or whatever the hell it is uh, on these big weekends, that's 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 significant. So, all right. Thanks to Brian for the email. Appreciate you as always. It's uh, 2-0-1-0-3. Look at this. A cavalcade of co-hosts. Bring Rich on to the show. Rich doesn't have intro music. I should put a Queen song on here. You should. <laughs> Rich, what's going on? Not much, not much. I'm finishing up some work. At Pitt and then heading home to read uh, Age of X. I'm sorry, Powers of X number two, and whatever else you want to read for VIP. Uh, I haven't been reading anything new. I have made a. I've uh, dedicated myself to making this pile shrink, and mm. so I've caught up with Captain Marvel. I caught up with. Reread a day, and I'll probably catch up with uh, Wasp and Sherry and whatever else. I think I got the uh, high shots I'm behind. And then we'll get to the stuff I'm really far behind, like a whole year and a half behind Black Panther. I haven't read one intergalactic world of Wakanda uh, Black Panther yet because I'm I'm still on the sound the the the, the, the claw storyline and before the legacy uh, the legacy uh, num- renumbering so I'm way behind so yeah so I just dedicated myself and I got a bunch of trades from the fucking library <laughs> yeah, some, yeah it's always something comic book shit yeah, in that case we can just talk about those like what your catch up is I'll talk a little <laughs> bit about Powers of X and try not to be too Spoiler. Yeah, everybody's watching yeah. that or reading that. It makes me wish I was more into the X Men, man. Like everybody's really, really enjoying that. Oh, I got these three volumes of Immortal Hulk that everybody's been talking about. So I got. That's oh I yeah, do that. Yeah. Well, no, mean, no, no, no. Yeah. I have three mm-hmm. volumes. I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's three trade papers. Well, I mean, I mean, cool. read read like an issue just so you can see like, oh hey, this is pretty good. Oh, no, I believe y'all. That's why I got three damn volumes of them to read in the next right. three weeks before they do that. So. But, yeah, but I wish I did kind of, I got just, you know, excellent stuff. I just don't, can't get into it. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's really good. I love Pikmin. Pikmin was something. I love events, or not events, but it's a happen. It's kind of an event. 
Everybody, it's, it's mm-hmm. a bunch. Everybody's talking about it, and I love being in on comic shit that everybody's talking about. And, you know, that's that's fun, but it just can't. <laughs> you know, it's just that much. Well, and it's an event that's going to affect the rest of Marvel because just like when he did uh, his event with the Avengers and Fantastic Four before time runs out and then uh, the new Secret War, he wraps things up kind of like when I was younger. It was J. Michael Straczynski who did Battlestar Galactica. I'm sorry, Battle Babylon 5. He, he would write something in like the first issue and then like 60 issues later, you get like a random payoff on that panel and you're like... Yeah, and that's what Hickman yeah. does. And you know, Cam, I know Cam also appreciated the uh, definitive Omega list when I saw that. Yeah, first, I was charts just like, and grass. He'll it. always get me with charts and grass. And Hickman much is one of my favorites, just like our guy with uh, Vision, because he has a mind okay. of a person that like, yeah. Well, King was great because you know he went from a CIA like. Researcher to a comic book writer, so he put that same style. And Hickman I'm reading the CIA plant. That's what this is about. This is some Illuminati predictive programming stuff. It is. It is. <laughs> Keep drinking the Kool Aid. I mean, at this but point, the real life visions running around. <laughs> what, you, what we gotta hide? But yeah, but yeah. I heard you. Heard y'all talking. I uh, got a kick out of. Um, listening to Dre on that was fun. Yeah. And I figured I'd raise my hand because I heard y'all talking NXT, and uh, I talked to Bruce, and Bruce is of the opinion that he thinks the first couple of months Triple H will keep it, but then mm-hmm. it becomes like a monkey's paw because if the ratings ever dip against AEW, Vince ain't gonna take that, and then he'll take it over, which to me seems like it might make it worse. I mean, yeah, yeah that's fine. Like, there's no from it. No intelligent person who watches the the six hours of 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 top programming of WWE has looked at NXT and thought, "Wow, if only Vince McMahon had this." <laughs> no lie. You know what I mean? So it could only get worse. Right. Like I look at Shayna Baszler, and. One of the main reasons I think she's down there, like you mentioned with the Marina Shafir and Justin Duke, but I think Triple H realizes, look what happened with Daria Baranato. As soon as she came up there, she got glammed up, and they wanted to lead into her. Uh, Rich. LGBT. Yeah. Rich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't out Kylan Kylan before we talk to Kylan. Oh, oh who, yeah. Who are you talking about? Sonya Deville? Rich. Uh... Jonathan Felix Cena the second. <laughs> for a second, I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" Oh, but but yes. Um, but, but again, Rich, I think what happened to her was like the the most famous person in the world with her gimmick got signed too. Like I think that's you know, yeah, unfortunate, but yeah. And I think if they play her up as herself, I, I think she'd be great. But she's kind of like Minoru Suzuki in New Japan where everyone else has to adapt to her style for the match to work. And I think, like, an Alexa Bliss won't be able to adapt to that, which means Vince won't like it. Because, as Meltzer mentioned, as long as, or 
Another, and then, uh, you know, uh, Bruce mentioned it. As long as there's been, you know, a blonde that could be on television, Vincent Mann's been a happy man. So my question for y'all is, I put in the group all those people that signed. I, if I were a betting man, I think Santana Garrett will make it to the main roster before Shayna Baszler. She's got a great look. Um, she's like, like, I, like I'm, I'm just looking at her now. It's like if Eva Marie could wrestle. Mm-hmm. And, and, and granted, like, Santana Garrett's good looking. Eva Marie is next level good looking, but still. Yeah. It's like if Eva Marie could wrestle. And I also, don't, I don't. Um, Randy Orton just committed a hate crime. What? He gave the whole New Day RKOs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And then call Kofi stupid again. And then, I mean, we talk about it. You know, NXT being two hours, not a super big fan of that, but, I mean, I'm looking at Austin Theory, man. Like, that's another main eventer. You know, you have Cameron Grimes and ACH. Like, those are two potential NXT main eventers. Um... You know, Riddle's still there. Dream's still there. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Gargano, but, like, there are – they got the, the the people to do it. Uh, Kushida's right there. Keith Lee's right there. Like, they can carry a two-hour show. Just don't want it. Right. And I was looking at the numbers they do for – like house shows last year, I'm sorry, last quarter, their house shows only made forty thousand dollars. Yeah, what the fuck? That's that's not even Eo Shirai's salary. Like that's her salary is sixty. Hey, no problem. Have a good night. In and of itself, ridiculous. But yeah. What? No, I was just saying good night to one of my coworkers. She was on the second. I was holding the door for. Hmm? He was talking about the, the salary. Oh, no, I'm talking about I'm a wrestling. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I thought that was vintage, Travis. Look who's talking to somebody. No. Uh, but, yeah, salary, yeah, 60000 Because that's all it took for the um, her and uh, EO to jump. Oh, to sign. Right, right. I remember that. But that was, I think, the old year or two ago uh, when, they, when they showed up. Yeah. Because okay, a lot I'll of that was the women wrestling. <laughs> I, I would hope so. I mean, look at the Kabuki Warriors. Like I told Cam yesterday when we did Brandon's show, I've never seen those two women as sad as they looked during that match on Monday. Yeah. To see those two going through the motions is like. Right. Hard to see. It's hard to watch. And, like, especially when I think it was the moment they realized that Paige had another neck surgery and she's out. So they know, like, we're about to get pushed in the back. We're about to be, like, super Oh, she's already going to be on TV. Damn. Yeah, she's getting her third neck surgery. Way too close to at university. Hmm. So, so now it's just going to be them, like, what we going to do now? 
And because they don't speak English, McMahon's like that. You know, I heard on uh, Wrestling Observer, Alvarez was like, he's not racist. He just needs people to speak English. And I was like, that's racist. Yeah, it's like, that's racist. But I hear you. <laughs> no, racist. I just want to go back to where I came Yeah, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a billionaire who, you know, has all the resources to work around this. But, you know, not going out of my way. Right. Like, they, you like look, really quick. No, no. Let, yeah. let me let me let me get this shit off. Like, okay. When you think of like a, a Chris Brown, right, who has been mm-hmm. famous since he was 15, um, all these child yeah. stars, like they have tutors with them because they're required to get a certain amount of education. Like, why don't you have somebody on payroll who is working to teach your foreign talent English. Like, why should I have to hear about Andrade going out of his way to learn English? Why isn't that just standard? Because he's also cheap. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to give you this job, but you still got to get this on your own. Yeah. Yep. Because that's what happens in sports. Like, if you go to a soccer club, like if you're uh, playing and you're from like Senegal and you go play for a club in the Premier League, they pay for the best interpreters to work with you to teach you English. And then guess what? If you're still good at your job and you can't speak English, they will grab an matter. interpreter to translate for you. Right. But to be fair and, to them, you know, to be fair to them, the, the, the talking though, it's, uh, English, though it's valuable and, you know, they can do interviews and that kind of thing, it's not necessary for them to make money. Like, if you want to sell matches and stuff, it's, it's kind of necessary for somebody yeah. to sell to talk. Travis, I, be- I believe that until I watched uh, when Shahid and Dre got me on the Lucha Underground because mm-hmm. they had entire promos that were translated and subtitled and you, like, every single time I see uh, Pentagon Jr., he doesn't stick a link of English, but I know mm-hmm. he was calling somebody an a-hole, and he's saying this dude is a punk and can't beat him. Like, there was a match that happened in uh, PWG where this dude, where uh, Pentagon Jr. was wrestling, and the dude in the ring was, like, calling him out, and then he just said back in Spanish, I don't speak English, but I know a pussy when I see one, and I'm about to beat one down. <laughs> and like there was a dude in the front row like when I was watching this for a review I did with Sean who mm-hmm. spoke Spanish and clearly fell out of the front row like he was <laughs> like oh this guy like did anybody hear what this dude just said oh yeah. no and everybody else who didn't speak Spanish knew this dude just said something I was about to get somebody in that was, yeah yeah and so that's that's where I'm like, because, oh, and then they did it to themselves when Triple H proved it in the Oscar Ember Moon match, when they talked about she was the sun and the sun can't be outshone by the moon. And then she started speaking in Japanese and they had it translated on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all good points. All good. You can make it work. Hey, mm-hmm. You can make Like, I even thought about the fact, it took this many years, my idiot head, to realize that they were calling, they're calling Ember Moon the war goddess because her name in 
the Indies was Athena, but they never actually combined. They never actually connected those. They not connected anything with uh, Ember Moon's character to anything. No, I mean, I, I, she's I, a werewolf. I, I said everything. I said yeah, she's like a werewolf cosplay lady who I, just, I don't know. I said when we I talked to Wade last uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like what the hell does Ember Moon do? What's her deal? Like, I don't know. They don't even try to. She doesn't even try to like let you know or remind you if she told us once. So I don't. I don't, I don't think she's particularly uh, good anyway. I mean, she's fine in the ring. Her matches are. Well, yeah, I, I, when Cam and I were talking about her a couple of days ago, it did not help her to have a very bad match yesterday on SmackDown with Charlotte. Like I haven't seen somebody get lost in the ring like that in live TV in a while, and it wasn't it wasn't just her fault. Her and Charlotte were kind of like. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say, why did this happen to Charlotte? I mean, she had a fine match with Bailey, you know, whatever. And we've seen her in some really, really good matches. I mean, I I wanted to give Oscar uh, Ember Moon like match of the year considerations and uh, whatever, 2016 or 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, well, there's a there's an issue so, that we no many people don't talk about. But when they do, the wrong people talk about it, and it leads to misogyny. And it's that the WWE's four horsemen, uh, three of the four of them can't have a good match if they don't practice it a lot. And the other one's Sasha Banks. So Charlotte, Charlotte and Becky or Bailey or who, who's – they have to practice yeah. their matches? Yeah, that was the biggest issue when they were in NXT. They'd have to practice it like 20, 30 times, and then they'd get to the big show. So then when they're not with people they're not familiar with and haven't worked it through, like with Ronda Rousey, all she would do is practice those matches. Well, that's a little more understandable. She's not a full-time, you know, full-time pro wrestler on the road, living, eating, breathing, you know. So that that makes more sense. So when you have... But, but, I didn't but know the problem is when you have, yeah, when you have that issue though, when they're going up against each other and it's not those four against them, when you go up against other people who aren't as good, like that's what we talked about. Like when you have someone that's a, a Candice LeRae who's wrestled for years, men, women, and all over the world, she can go up against the Io Shirai and go move for move, and they don't have to attract it. They can just call it and do it. Whereas sometimes the clunkiness comes up because some of the other women on the main roster aren't that good and they can't adapt and then when you have women who are good and need to practice and it just leads to weirdness so like that one spot with Ember Moon and Sasha, I'm not Sasha, Charlotte where she did the go behind and then tried to grab her and they both turned and then it led to like, it was it was like oh boy yeah, yeah, same, or not same, but similar thing you know in the Ricochet-Elias match they lost the crowd for Right, same thing. Ricochet's wrestled around the world. Elias wrestled here in Pittsburgh for a little bit, but he's a WWE guy. So, like, there's this, there's this, like, governor you basically have as far as how much you can work and shift. Even Cody, you see that when Cody, before he went to AEW, there's a level you can get, but there's a level that you miss because you haven't wrestled other styles, other people. It's like basketball. If you've only been in one system, if you're only seven seconds left and you're just chucking it, and then you try to go to a triangle, or, you know, heaven forbid, you go to somebody who's running a box in one in the NBA 
year trying to figure out what the heck to do. That that's a that's that that's that's a that's not a you thing. It's just that's what you were born up with. Same thing in football. Yeah. You know most most teams now are getting pissed off because they're like we don't like air raid, even though air raid has every element of pro style football in it, and you don't like it because high school and colleges did it first. I'm going to shut up and let y'all cook. So, Travis, no. see you later. Sure. Cam, love you. Hi, right, Richie. We'll catch up, man. And you can uh, hear the rest of Richie and I's conversation in VIP. Um, so, go VIP. I don't have a link for you, but you know how to, you know how to go VIP. Um, let's keep it moving. Let's uh, we brought him up in the last combo. Let's uh, go to Newark and talk. And talk to uh, to Kylan. Let's get him on here. Where is he? And where'd he go? <laughs> Damn. Was it something I said? <laughs> Kylan, gee. Um, all right, let's. Uh, I see some folks down on the uh, on the switchboard. I see. Seven seven zero. Who's that? Atlanta. I don't remember. Uh, see Skype. Nine one seven. Look like New York. So if y'all want, y'all want on air, press one, and we'll get you on air. In the meantime, uh, Cam, go ahead and uh, give yourself a give a vigorous plug for for what you're doing and what you've got coming up. Yeah, uh, just crazy week. Um, so Monday we did South Congress number seventy-five. Uh, really digging into the uh, Jeffrey Epstein stuff, and what we talked about mostly was all the good journalism done by the Miami Herald. Um, mm-hmm. One, you know, we we specifically relentless, relentless. What's that, uh, Trav? Dozen years. The the woman, the the one specific yeah, reporter from Miami. Yeah, we and we mentioned her name on the show. I hate that I can't think of it offhand. But yeah, yeah, she just did so much legwork with talking to neighbors and associates and especially the the victims. Like she really was on it. So just really took some time to applaud her and kind of work through the story. Um and of course us being us, the end of the show is all top fifty porn stars list because reasons. Um mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun. Um a bunch of you know, my homies in the room, a bunch of women in the room, a bunch of drinks in the room. So that was that was a really fun time. Um mm-hmm. Today, uh, earlier today, did episode 13 of The Goose Down. Um, Piano Lessons Can Be Murder. (laughs) A crazy book series, Goosebumps. Um, Tomorrow, I just want to tell stories, season one, episode three, uh, with Marcus, um, creative designer. Uh, Just a really fun conversation about, um, you know, growing up, uh, you know, queer man of color from a small town in Texas. Like, I think he's from whatever town they do the, uh, I don't know, some type of H-E-B bottling, or he's from the town where they get all a certain type of fish for H-E-B. So, like, one of those small towns. Great hearing his story. Um, that, uh, what, audios tomorrow, videos Friday. Um, I haven't even told you this, Trav. I think I talked about it a bit in the group, but something, I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but um, I'm going to produce something before King of the Ring. Um I don't know if it's going to be like a kind of a short history of King of the Ring followed by the uh, 
the plus and minuses of each guy winning, but it's going to be something kind of sporty. Um, don't know if it'll just be audio, if it's going to be video, but my mind's kind of set on that. So, yeah, um, South Congress Podcast. Um, you can subscribe to it on just about every, you know, platform you listen to. Um, it's home base is SoundCloud, so that's South Congress with a K. Um, I think that's everything that I'm doing. Oh, 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 um, we're about a month out, Trav. But um, if you listen to our show and you are in the Austin area, I am going to be uh, part of a 12-person panel at University of Texas at Austin, my alma mater, um, just talking about being a creative of color kind of in this space. So that's going to be a fun time. So, yeah, stuff, stuff, and more stuff. Sounds good. Sounds uh, sounds busy, as you alluded to earlier. Very busy. Uh, and uh, we, we, Rich and myself, um, we are putting the finishing touches uh, for for the uh, for the uh, Demon Dust uh, His Dark Materials Demon Dust podcast that will be hosted on the South Congress uh, feed, um, and that starts in October. The show starts in October, so. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of um, a lot of consternation over release date, air dates, and, and you know artwork and things, and but it's all coming together. And, and Rich and I, if you're, in, if you're into Philip Pullman's his Dark Material series, uh, there's a show starting in, on BBC and HBO in October, and we will be covering it. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Let's uh, let's go back to the phone lines here. You know what? We did have, we got a couple of voicemails, and I'm not sure if, let me see, let me go down to them. So, So I haven't listened to either one of them, but reading the, reading the, uh, the, the, the transcript, I think it's from the same person, and they're like 10 minutes apart, so I'm not sure if it was a redo or if he had ex- added extra stuff. Um, so, we're going into this uh, line, so hope this is above board. Here we go. Yo, what's going on, fellas? Uh, this is Corey on Twitter, Corey with a K. I was on cue, but circumstances had to take me off but uh, my question for this week is after the whole summer slam weekend what do you guys think is the single most intriguing storyline heading forward besides the king of the ring just that in itself is a whole it's awesome like the field is crazy i don't see a dud of a match unless somehow we get baron corbin versus elias in the first round but um, me personally, uh, my favorite feud going forward, or my favorite storyline going forward, I would have to say would be Sasha and Becky. Uh, really like the two strongest female characters I think we've seen face off against each other. Uh, I'm hopeful for Sasha's heel run. I, I think that her heel run in NXT was absolutely the highest level of work anyone has ever experienced 
You see me on the phone. <laughs> Hold up. I think he's yelling at his kids or something. You see me on the phone? Oh, now I understand why he probably called back and redid. Yeah. Because there's still 40 seconds left in this. Uh... <laughs> I want to hear something. Yeah. Clearly, that's it. So, all right, let me jump right to the second one. It's probably a continuation. Yo, what's good? Uh, this is Corey. Corey with a K on Twitter. Uh, I was trying to call in earlier, but time didn't permit me to do so. I'm leaving this voicemail. The question I wanted to ask is, coming out of SummerSlam and SummerSlam weekend, what is the single most? Okay, so what? Let's just do So we got it. Um yeah, Becky. I, I think Sasha Banks coming in to feud with Becky Lynch is the best thing for Becky Lynch, for sure. And it's good for yeah. Sasha. Come, come, come back right back and boom, you're, you're right back on top, right back in the thick of things. Uh, absolutely. But for Becky, it was like, man, she needs somebody that's a star. Like she had to deal with Lacey Evans for two damn months or however long that was. And Lacey Evans is just, you know, she just ain't there. And and Natty, even though she's a step up, she's, you know, two steps up from Lacey Evans. Um, that was something that's intriguing and hometown thing, but you needed some star power for Becky's next season. I didn't know where it would come from. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that yeah, that Becky needs. I thought Natalia. People have been kind of back and forth about that uh, about that match. I thought Natalia like really held her own. I thought the build to it was really good. Like her putting submissions on everybody inside the ring, outside the ring, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I thought that that match like was what Becky needed to be physical to to get back some of that edge that she can't really have with Lacey because she's too busy walking Lacey through the matches. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Sasha and the way that Becky's been talking to opponents, um, you're going to have that built-in take your ball and go home thing that they can't resist, but it's going to be physical. It's going to be hard-hitting. Um, two people who value each other, it's going to be personal. Like, that's going to be good. I, I really think it is the best thing for Becky to get some of that edge back, but, yeah, it's going to be really good. Um, but yeah, I was like, when he said coming out of SummerSlam weekend, I was like, he's not going to say Sasha and Becky, and I'm going to feel bad saying Sasha and Becky, but yeah, that's it. No doubt. And what, is, is there a B? Is there a second thing that you're, uh, oh, wait, 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 well, beyond that. You have the Kobe Randy Orton, which is hotter than it was. Um, I mean, really, I don't like whodunit in wrestling, but whatever comes of this, uh, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan thing is probably going to lead to a one-on-one match between them. I know I want that. Yes. And if you believe the uh, the advertisement or the, 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 the promos, whatever you want to call them, the ones that they got in Detroit for, for December, next time they're, they're in town, and it's, they're advertising Roman versus Brian for December. 
It's August. Oh, this thing is just just heating up. So, all right. Let's uh, Looks like we got a Skype caller. Maybe this is Craig. Let's see. Who might this be? Is that you, Craig? This is Craig from Toledo. What's happening, Craig from Toledo? Good to talk to you. Not a whole lot of my guys. Yeah, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. Did you just about that? Did you see the uh, the thing about what what's going on in Philly? Yeah. Yeah. Some kind of active shooter. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. But it's not your. I didn't. I didn't know. Typically, think of active shooter like somebody didn't go up in a mall or school or church or something like. Like it was like a a, a, a cop thing, and then. A firefight ensued, or something. I mean, from the very brief Twitter shit I've seen, it wasn't like guy walks in with a thing, shoots everybody. All right, it's just it's one of those weird things where, because like my mom, my, like um, when when something happens and you know somebody's from a certain area and they know people or whatever, and you sure. you think. Oh, I wonder if if that that's where you know if they're if everybody there is okay and all that shit because like like something will happen in Toledo and my mom will freak out and she'll be like oh you know that whole thing when uh, fucking Trump said uh, Toledo he competes mm-hmm. Toledo and Dayton for some reason yeah because he's a dickhead and, but yeah some reason yeah right well yeah <laughs> that's the reason but uh, I'm like. Now I got to deal with this shit because my mom's in England and everything. And, but it's it's like that. With You don't think of it like when you're in that city. Like, if you're in Philly, you're probably not really thinking about, like, is someone I know there? Or maybe you are. I don't know. Yeah. But when something happens in Toledo, because we have, you know, we have news like everybody else. Like, people get shot all the fucking time. Right. And you don't think... Well, was that someone I know, or was someone that someone in my car accident, or whatever, you know? But when it when it's some it's something kind of distant, you kind of think like that. It's kind of weird. No, no, I get what you're saying. For sure. Like every every yeah, time Boston comes you, up, you I know, think of you guys. Things, things when what comes up? Austin. Oh, sure. No, that, 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 I think that's just natural. But then you have to remember, you know, these places are, you know, big places. And even if they're not, big, big odds are, you know, so you, know, you just have right. to open, pray, whatever you do. <laughs> your, your friends and loved ones are okay. You know, what else are you going to do? Anything but the thought gets you outside of there. Uh, Tough world. Tough world, Craig. The weekend, the weekend, dude. I, I Cam, by the way, your your showdown on Raw was awesome, and well, I think you're really on. He he uh, was on um, the, the post show. Oh, uh, wait, wait, well, like showdown. Was there like a confrontation? No, no, I meant, I've been drinking, dude, I'm sorry. 
I meant to say post show. <laughs> Craig, I, I knew what you okay. meant, Craig. I did not. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was ready to pause the show and go listen to it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Cam and no, Lee yeah, just started bickering and got into a whole big. Well, you like could just no. your mom was bad. <laughs> you know, you know how Cam is. Like Cam has something to like, like a uh, way to ask or someone will ask Cam a question, and and Cam will have this thing in his head that he had building up for like four weeks or something, and he'll just say, "I had this friend, and he had." A, a book company, and and blah blah blah, and he'll fucking go into this thing and he'll tie it all together at the end and he'll fucking nail this one. It's like, wow. So the paper big money, man. The... <laughs> it's so fun to listen to because I'm like, I'm just listening to the way the questions are framed sometimes, and I'm like, oh, I want to see what what Cam does with this shit. And he was, always um, does it every fucking time. Yeah. I think Monday night really was just, uh, you know, between me, Trev, Rich, uh, Zach, uh, got Jason Solomon, you know, like, there's no way to know who's going to get a good show, like, to review. And this is, like, probably one of the best ones, start to finish, that I've had a chance to be, like, part of, because, like, Raw was pretty good, and so I just kind of came into it with an energy, and the calls are really cool, and, um, you know, like, when older, not older, but with, like, you know, old, like, trash, when, like, black guys of that age call in, and, like, they want to talk about the ins and outs of the street profits, and I feel like there's something that I can, like, give them that they're going to recognize, then me and Wade can joke about how you know, is when when he has a holiday, his house becomes seventeen percent blacker. Like that, there's just fun. There's just everybody was having a good time. That was it. Would have showed us positive things about. Like that was fun. Um, speaking of speaking of the black voices, you guys were talking earlier about the um, wrestling black voices. Or I forget the exact hashtag. Yeah, hashtag um, black wrestle voices. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, uh, the Jobber Tears podcast, those uh-huh. are the guys who host the show The Legends in New York, okay. and they were really, they were really good, and they're, they're fun to listen to. They have this show, they kind of base it off of like a first take kind of thing, and one of the women from the uh, Dead Ass Girls podcast, which is another yeah. predominantly, yeah. Well, I, well, I don't well, know if they're all friends of the show. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Shout yeah. out earlier. Yeah. And... And so I just wanted to um, mention those couple. Uh, those are the ones I listened to, and they did. They did a couple really good previews. I I haven't listened to the the stuff since then. Since I'm a, man, I am so backed up on podcasts. It is crazy because of the cheap one and everything, and you know, Rich and them doing all their shit. It's like yeah. I've been trying to like. Uh, Ever since and all that, I've been got, listening to is press. And then and and they got me into. Uh, Brandon and, and What's-His-Faces, the Why So Serious podcast. Luckily, they do movie reviews and shit that I don't, that's not necessarily timely or I have to, whatever. I don't, it's, it's a lot. Right. It's a lot. And again, as I said, like, like, so even, many, so many, so many times. <laughs> even uh, Cam, like, I, didn't, I haven't heard the 
uh, saw Congressman this week yet. Because I'm Craig, just stuffing it, all this shit in yeah, my face. That's, that, it, it's literally like, I, I was serious. It's me and my buddies, and then uh, invited some girls to the hotel and got some hen and some vodka. And yeah, <laughs> it was a good time. It was a very good time. All right, I'll put that in my ear hole tomorrow. I, I guess. There we go. I'm, geez. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> also, uh, Jeff, Jeff the Enthusiast, he is doing this thing with uh, Shahid, and he is doing a um, that um, Nick Cage, uh, like a trilogy or quadrilogy or whatever, with Con Air and The Rock and all that shit. I want to hear that stuff because I love oh, those. Like early on I think he's kinda of found his lane and that makes me happy because um you know, we him and I talk a lot like not, not that I'm a podcast coach, but because we met up in New York and sat down for a few hours and talked, like I, I love watching his growth because I know the things that he's going to go through and, and watching him find something that like fits his personality so early makes me really happy. So yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a good time to have friends in the arts. Yeah. And and I could really tell when when he first started his podcast when he when he was like the first few episodes of Jeff versus the World, he would he would shout out like the people that helped him and he wouldn't always name the names but I knew you because you know you're those people. You're just very uh, nice with your time. Um, the the but back to what I was saying about the the post show showdown thing. Um, you, I don't think you're isn't and and Trav and uh, uh, put, put this out earlier. You guys aren't as into the fiend as everyone else. Because I don't no, 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 no. I think that, but this is what I think, and I don't want to speak for you, Travis, but I'm kind of going to. I don't think anybody was higher on Bray Wyatt cult leader truth teller than Travis was from, from the, the outset. And then, you know, Travis talks about meeting him at WrestleMania 30, just, you know, telling him, like, hey, yeah, you're really doing your thing. Um, visually, it looks great. And, and again, the problem has, with Bray Wyatt has never been Bray Wyatt. It's that. It's the booking. It's, it's the booking. It's that. One of the reasons The Undertaker was so good for so long is that The Undertaker was a product of an era where he was on TV, um, you know, maybe an hour a week, and you didn't know a lot about him. And then it peaks when you get to late Attitude era and he's like super demon guy. Then he had to change up who he was six times because he didn't want to get lost in the shuffle. So, you know, they ran out of stuff for Bray Wyatt to say. There's only so many platitudes that exist. And then he was losing the matches. Like, I I, I like everything every he's done, but time. it's just like I can't get crazy invested into this guy that's been mismanaged left and right. How much and is that echo, Trav? Yeah, no, that's that's all that is very accurate. Um, and and again, visually and the look and the act and even the funhouse stuff. It's really, it's all been well done. It's, my thing has always been, like, how can they transition this into, into a match or into wrestling stuff? They start so far in one feud or one match, they've done a decent enough job of that. that 
But again, I I still am concerned. Can I ask you? Because you just said decent enough. You didn't think that was better than what you expected? Because I I was I was in the same camp as you. I was afraid that it was not going to translate well into the ring. But and I thought he did a. Well, no, 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 not the character or the mask or the wrestling. How do you get? How do you consistently get to matches? How do you feud with people? With, with, with you know, how do you bring the funhouse stuff to to the ring? And so far with Finn Balor, they've been able to do a decent, like I said, a decent enough job of, of that. But, but I still worry for the next feud and the next bunch of interactions. Um, so. Do you do you no, think that if if they <clears throat> yeah do you think that if they do you think that if they put that much effort thought and everything into what they did for the first feud that it could become something that supersedes your expectations? Uh, yes, I mean it's they don't have in my mind a lot of places to go but up. I guess it could. It's been good, so it could go down. But so my expectations certainly could be exceeded. I, they have been already. I didn't expect it to be as good as it has been. If you had told me three months ago, um, I'd have said by now it'd be dead in the water or, you know, certainly not as over as it is now. That thing's going to make a ton of money, man. That, those masks and those shirts and shit. So Ooh, they, have the all, they, they have all. The mask out. Yeah, so they have. Did you, did you see that? Yeah, no, I did. That's why I said they. I didn't know they. Oh, yes, that's why I moved to it. But so the company has all the incentive to you know keep this thing going and to keep it exciting and to keep it keep it interesting. But again, it's still not. It's never going to be my thing. It's never going to be like Dre's excited for it now because Dre was excited for it from the jump. Dre was one of those people yeah. oh, this is going to be Me good. Too. Oh, yeah. So, so that's, and, and I was just very, very skeptical, and now I'm accepting. Like, oh, okay, this is, this is fun. This is, this is okay. And they, pro- they could possibly get even better than, than okay. And you guys are both really high on the, the Sasha thing over the, like, and I'm, I'm switching I think phone, that was, guys. Um, okay. I yeah, think Cam, that's what Cam said. Yeah, well, Dre certainly was because he, he hates Becky Lynch. But, uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm okay with it. I, I, again, it's because Becky needed somebody that had some, some gravitas and who could stand there and go toe-to-toe with her on the mic. Uh, uh, what their face couldn't do, which you got embarrassed every time. Uh, uh, Ronda Rousey. Um, and Natty can't do it. She's just not. That's just not her bag. But Sasha, <laughs> she's she'll be inspired. But the harder Becky goes at her, she'll and, come right and back. And I think she she has been too, because you know she's been waiting for this since. And somebody somebody put up this picture. And I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm saying that's what Sasha's gonna say. Reading your little tweets. I know what's going on. Uh, did you did you guys see the one where uh, she was wearing the same thing when she took you know had blue hair 
that she had the same outfit she had at the Royal Rumble when she got uh, when she faced um, uh, Ronda. Oh, she faced Ronda. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a tweet. I I, artist, I don't know who tweeted this, so I yeah. can't direct it. Yeah, I don't know the same exact outfit. The top part. Sure. Yeah, a, a lot of these, a lot of these wrestlers these days, we, you know, we have to understand that they all grew up <laughs> under the, you know, marketing learning tree as, uh, you know, as you know the best. We've all seen the best, and they've just been able to, to build on that stuff. So, so they know how. And you're, and you're, of, they know how to drop little hints, drop like do. Do certain things to keep people interested. That's not taking bumps, whether it's a hair thing or how they wear their clothes. Oh shit! You breaking up, Cam? Uh, Yeah, I had to walk out of the building in the crazy hallway. But yeah, they're um. Cartoon, comic book, video game, anime kids. Like, that's a sure. this generation. That is, that's so, yeah, a lot of it is, like, this is all cinematic and uh, and and chapter-based and layered for them. So, yeah, like, right. like the coolest part about all this is Sasha literally went to a dojo to, to get her groove back. <laughs> you know, at that's one what point, I was saying earlier about the way was Google Maps. She got- I was like, that's what I said. I was saying about the weight when Dre says she looked like she got bigger. I'm like, yeah, probably because she was working her ass out the last uh, five months and going to random uh, uh, dojos all over the country and the world doing, you know, yeah, not having to find, uh, you know, the 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 one vegan spot across town that's open till 11:30 every night. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. But but all these different wrestlers that watch that do the thing where they don't play the video game, but they'll watch the you know twelve hour walkthrough over the course of a week. <laughs> yeah. You know, so they know how uh, you know and, and again traditional media, TV and, and, and movies and stuff. But yeah, comic book, anime generation really it really it really is that they pay attention to to the little things. And they understand that 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 those payoffs can go uh, a lot further than the sickest bump. And I gotta ask you guys. Speaking of that, uh, did did either of you listen to the? Uh, well, I I know uh, Cam did. Did Trav? Did you hear the uh, post uh, the VIP roundtable with Bruce and them? Yeah, Bruce making a damn fool of himself. <laughs> as soon as it came up the first time, I was like, I already know Bruce is wrong because I could just hear the giddiness inside. Like you, you know when Wade is right because he's just he's so willing to let it go. Yeah, Let's let it go because it's just like I'm pathetically right. And I hadn't even seen it hadn't going on Twitter. And then when I did, I was like, What is? Why doesn't Bruce just say yeah? Oh, okay, yeah, sure. He was holding strong for it. It's like just like betting us a hundred dollars. What was it? The odd thing that we got into two, three years ago. Betting on WWE matches. 
uh, like why would you bet a hundred dollars to win a oh, bet a thousand dollars to win a hundred even if you had ninety nine percent odds? Like fuck that! I don't want one percent chance that I lose a grand and only to win a, a hundred bucks. Who kind of idiot does that? Bruce is like, well, no, actually, <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, you know, oh, probably WWE folks that don't know how money works, like a hundred thousand dollars. Or, uh, no, uh, uh, what was it? No, 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 the, uh, the Spears Goldberg. The, <laughs> yeah, uh, you the Goldberg Spears for $10 million. <laughs> uh, and, and I, I was really like, do you know how money works? Like, oh, oh. So <laughs> that's, that's not just WWE. You know that's money, every, Goldberg, yeah. That's Goldberg every is scaring people Facebook. for, yeah. Yeah. Would you step on this kitten for a billion dollars? Yes. I'm more into other things. 
but That's like the, the and, and the oh and the overuse of bro, it's like come on man. I mean, yeah, that's the only issue with him. Is the we can, we can pass that shit. First time I saw him come down the yeah. aisle and fist bump everybody in that methodic beat. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I, li- I like that part. Just, and the way he just walks as he does it with the beat of the music, I was like, oh, this fucking guy's awesome. Like, I get <laughs> it. Like, I, you know. I like that shit. I like also when he kicks off his shoes. Yeah, and there's like so much I like about yeah. him. But yeah, but I I mean just the, the when when he does a like a uh, backstage or you know he'll or uh, Kel, uh, Kathy Kelly will go up to him and be, and he'll be like blah 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 and blah 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 oh. bro and I'm like oh, yeah. did you I see any of these? Right to, um, to be a big Matt Riddle fan, you had to have been a fan of uh, Alton on uh, Real World Vegas. And they talk yeah. <laughs> did, did, well, did either of y'all I mean, see any never... of the, the NXT guys watching SummerSlam? Yes. That's, and him telling yeah. the Goldberg story? Yes. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, man. I heard about it. I heard about it. He asked to watch the Goldberg match. Well, no, what he says is, oh, yeah, yeah. but he gets on there, Craig. And he tells a story about meeting Goldberg, like, the day before. And, like, I was, he was like, hey, bro. And Goldberg was like, I'm not your bro. And it was just so funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I want to go. You know, like, Goldberg can't beat him up. So, like, Matt Riddle being cool about it. Yeah, and he doesn't want to wreck his tank either because he knows the money is in Matt Riddle. It's. It's fun. It's he can't go head fun. to head with Matt Riddle because he, he will lose that battle. Just, just a funny battle. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but but do, do you guys ever get to watch? I I can't find out how to go back and watch that shit. It's not on the network. It's not on uh, like YouTube or anything. Because I love Pat McAfee, and I oh, want to go watch some of that shit. Funny as hell. The pre-shows not and the Pat McAfee is great. Or you, oh, you mean the watch along? No, the NXT kickoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to watch the watch along with yeah. like the Iconics fucking with Sam Roberts and whatnot. Yeah, no, I've, I've never watched it. I've only seen clips, but that does seem like a fun way to watch the show. Like putting the main show on mute and then having another screen with the watch along. That does sound like fun. I, I like commentary too much to 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 watch that at the same time. Like, the commentary is so important. Like, it's trying to frame the match. Even if it's, like, even if it's, like, a buckled-up friggin' uh, propaganda machine like WWE, the commentary right. still matters. They're t- still telling part of that story. It's like, it, you, Wade says the same thing. You need to listen to the commentary when you're watching to understand what they're trying to do with the match. Because if you've yeah. got it on mute, that's why I have a hard a t- time watching uh, um, NXT with, like, doing the East Coast cast here. I'm, like, I'm trying to listen to you guys. I'm, like, I can't just watch without the sound. So I have to watch it the next morning. Uh-huh. So, I, uh, but I would love to watch the, the watch-along afterwards, like, if I can find some time. Yeah. Now, now it's a little fucked up because the G1's over, but G1 is a friggin' hog. Who won? Bushi, right? 
Uh, yep, Kota Ibushi on the last one. It was a great, it was a great, uh, like, last couple hours of that event. They had uh, Kenta, uh, Hideo Itami, join mm-hmm. Bullet Club. And yep. and the the uh, I, I I've always not liked Kenta, and he he turned on uh, um, Ishii, who's my favorite. Well, aside from Moxley, but he's my favorite New Japan guy. And I'm like, man, am I gonna have to watch Kenta and Ishii now? Because I don't want to see Kenta fuck around with Ishii, but he's actually a really good heel with the Bullet Club. He was oh, yeah. like, you look on his face and doing the, all the bullshit, and then Jay White bringing him out at the end and, and this, all the stuff during the match. It was, it was really fun. And then Abushi getting over that. at the end. Oh yeah, dude. I was like, isn't that the same dude who headbutted his ass out of the business? Yeah, Is he coming back? Out of the world, Craig. Out of life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's him? He's back? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. His brain didn't drip out of his head? Uh-huh. He, he didn't. They, no, they didn't. They didn't hit him in the head. The one dude hit him in the back with a kendo stick. And then the other dude, like, well, I mean, they, they I was watching because I was like, man, if they hit him in the head, this is going to be awesome. And, but they kept, like, kicking him. And, that's what I won't do for money. No, I wouldn't apologize to him for no, the no. amount of money. I can't have that on my own. Oh, my God. Wow. Hey, you got back in the ring. He knew. He got back in the ring. He knew with the wrist. Fuck out of here. Oh. I'm like Gargano off the second rope. Fucking uh, the Canadian Destroyer. Fuck you, Skull Franklin. <laughs> you give him a Panama it's not called a it's not called a Canadian destroyer anymore. It's a uh it's a uh a country neutral destroyer. <laughs> that thing. The uh but but the uh but the closest they got to his head was uh putting uh they put him in a uh, well the first of all it was a like a choke and then it became like a sleeper kind of thing. But that's as close as they got to his head and I was like, Okay. Because I, I don't know. I mean, they might be trying to bring him back, and I don't think that's good. But if they do, they, I mean, they're that's, about to, yo, that's, they're that's about a to good play, angle. They're about to play an, on NXT a video package called Descent in the Darkness. It's about Io Shirai, I guess, the last month, month and a half. Oh, my goodness. She's about to drop Candice around on that damn chair. No, and... and <laughs> The, the moment of the weekend, um, I, I, I mean, of course, you know, Seth celebrating at the end is great. The pinfall, the visual pinfall. There's, um, you know, there's Bray Wyatt. There's, a, actually, and I feel weird saying the fiend. Everybody's saying that, even if that's like accurate, it feels weird. Um, I, I think it, that uh, <laughs> on uh, you know too many fiends. Is it true? That's true. That, that's what, um, that's. That's what you go by on your other Twitter handle. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> the, the coolest moment to me was when Candice LeRae is trying to tap out and Yoshirai does not let her. <laughs> She's like, no, fuck her arm in. 
she tucked her arm in, man. That's fucking brutal. That is something special, man. That really was. Uh, I'm glad Rich brought that up on on the NXT post show because I don't, I didn't think anybody else noticed. Yeah, it was was great. I was, I tweeted about it like crazy. It was was nuts. Did are they um in uh are they still in the same arena in Toronto for NXT or is they are they back in uh, in Florida? Usually the weeks after the takeover, they're in. Oh, for uh, for NXT tonight. Yeah. Um, is it still where takeover is? I think they're. I'm pretty sure they're in Toronto. <clears throat> but now they're showing this promo with this guy wearing his weird mask. He's got like a barcode, barcode on his on his on his outfit, and it's like supposedly like uh, kind of creepy. They got the uh, the. There was one match that I already found out the result of, and then the um the end of the, the Cameron Grimes ACH. Not ACH. Jordan Miles, yeah. The end of... Yeah, yeah. I... I these names... These names are going to fuck with me. Well, I'm going to get like all these names. For two months, and then it'll sound weird to say ACH in a year. It's the, like, it's the smallest touch in the whole world, but I do really appreciate them saying um, that first week... We're such a long way from, you know, Harley Race showing up at in WWF in 86 and none of his accomplishments the, the, the 20 years prior mattered and they never talked about none of that. It, we're so far away from, we're, you know, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Punishment Martinez is still hard for me. I'm like I can't I, I can't stop thinking of him as Punishment Martinez. That was a big stupid ass name. I think Damian Priest. Oh, I like that stupid ass name. No, uh, it's dumb. Very very <laughs> adult film to me. It just is. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that shit! I just walked right in. All right, that I, that's all I got for you guys. If you want to get on with it, but. Uh, Thanks for taking the call and everything. Yeah, appreciate you, Craig, as always. Yeah. Hey, guys. Craig from Toledo chiming in. All right, let's uh, let's keep this thing going. No need to prolong this this episode. Uh, Check emails, no emails. Uh, Get your VIP emails in for Rich and myself, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. We'll be by, as I said earlier, to talk some some more stuff and all kinds of whatever's. Uh, but in the meantime, let's uh, head down to Georgia and uh, bring our good friend Darrell on. Darrell, what's going on? What's going This is Darrell from Miami. <laughs> How y'all got oh, shit, vacation Darrell. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. When y'all send them VIP emails to um, Trav and Rick, make sure y'all scream so you can wake up Rick doing the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, that's funny. oh man, <laughs> my bad, Rich. I'm sorry. Don't shoot me. How y'all guys doing today, though? Well, all right. All right. How, how, how are you? I want to run by the blow by blow. I want to ski by ski. Oh man, let me t- let me tell you, man. Um, when I first came to Miami, when I was on my way, um, I caught my flight. I met Tomatonga. 
Oh shit. Oh nice. Um, we we had the same flight. I, I sure. chatted it up with him for um good like two, three minutes. I, you know, I ain't that type of fan that wanna take pictures and stuff. So I was looking at him. I said, Damn, this um this cat look like Tamatunga and this white guy beside me. He was like, Oh, you talking about the wrestler, right? I said, Yeah, man. Cause he's just in my mouth, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm on the phone talking to somebody. So, yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, man. And I looked at him. I, I guess I scared him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, he, and then he looked the way he said. Then I was like, yeah, this look like the guy. Oh, I just watched on New Japan. He said, yeah. Then, then he in my mouth again. So I'm like, yeah, man. I just watched that, man. Hey, dude, you a big guy? <laughs> I said, okay, yeah, I am a big guy. And um, so I was like, fuck it, you know what I'm saying? I, I went over there to speak. So I was like, I had forgot that he had trimmed up his little um, goatee. And um, I went over there because, shoot, I'm six, like six, like six out, I say six one. So I'm a little taller than him. It's bigger too. So I, I, I thought he would be a little bit taller and bigger. So I didn't think he was under on six feet. But um, I said, hey man, um. I don't mean to, uh, hey, sir, I don't mean to bother you or anything, but I want to ask you a question if that's okay. He was like, okay, oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. I said, uh, are you from a tunnel? And he said, yeah, I'm the guy. I said, oh, okay, thank you, sir. Um, sure, I just watched you, man. You wanted um, the tag teams that I like to watch. You know what I'm saying? I just watched you um, this week, uh, a couple of days ago. Like, yeah, man, we got to tearing it up. I said, yeah, y'all sure was, and tearing it up with it for a second. I, was, I told him, I was like, hey, I don't really want no pictures because I don't want to be that type of fan. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to um, make sure you were the guy who I thought you were. We chatted it up. Right, you know, he was in first class. I don't want to dick ride or nothing, but, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I wasn't going to take no picture of Kit. I'll take a picture of him while he's looking at his phone and stuff. Because, you know, he kept walking back and forth. You know what I'm saying? He looked kind of nervous, you know what I'm saying, in the airport by himself. <laughs> like, shit. Yeah. Nah, I was like, shit, I don't want to scare them, man. You know, it's, it's kind of scary being in Atlanta anyway. You don't know if the booty monsters are out there or the all wrong. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm sorry, East Coast listeners. I ain't mean to scare y'all with that word, booty monster. But I'm just being real. Yeah, but came down here, been chilling. Been chilling ever since I came down here. Had um. Like a seminar to go to, but um, everything else is straight. Then been listening to y'all while I'm sitting down here at the bar. Nice, Hilton. Yeah, man. I was um I'm mad that I missed um y'all talking to Dre because I I didn't get to call in like the first forty five or hour of the show. Yeah. Yeah, he chimed in. Yeah, man. Okay. I'm I'm still getting upset at all the people not calling in they used to call in. This is getting about four or five weeks into it now. I'm gonna have to start going on Twitter now that I'm back on and I fought the man. Start going to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um I wanna ask you guys a question. Like what was y'all show of the weekend this weekend? Oh, the takeover I thought. I- Okay, so and, I, and I think it's unfair to compare Raw and SmackDown to either TakeOver or SummerSlam. But to be, for me, it was uh, 
Okay. And I was listening to you, Trav. I said, listen, listen to Trav is talking big about that on Shayna Baszler uh, match. And I had asked you last week uh, if you could think that match would get your attention. And look at it. It ended up winning your attention. Hey, I'm calling myself Nostradamus. Okay. Because a feeling came over my soul to ask you that question. And that's why I'm going to call myself that. <laughs> I don't care what nobody else thinks. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, but the match that weekend uh, on that show that really meant something to me. I don't know about y'all, but that um, Candice LeRae and Io Shirai was like a different type of match. I watched um, New Japan a, a, a lot since Rich got me on it, and that reminded me of a, a New Japan type of match. How they were coming back, how they were countering each other's moves. And it was a different match that I have ever seen on NXT TakeOver or TV ever. Mm-hmm. I want to know what y'all think about that and what y'all, how y'all see that match. Like, yeah, I think my, you know, my initial reaction, like on Twitter, was like, have there ever been this many offensive moves in a women's match? Because, and I don't mean like a women's match this year. I don't mean like a women's match on NXT. I mean ever. I think that was the most high impact move I've ever seen in women's match. Um, American, uh, just I didn't know Candice LeRae could do all that. I was sure Yoshi Rai could do all that. I wasn't sure yeah. Candice LeRae had that in her in particular. And yeah, she brought it on because she really did bring it. Yeah, no, it was a diff- <clears throat> It certainly felt different, and I didn't know because I don't. Because I don't watch this stuff, I don't know how. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know. I don't know necessarily when I see it, <clears throat> it doesn't jump like, oh, this is a kind of a strong style, kind of a New Japan type match. But it's like I knew watching it, like, oh, they're out there having a different kind of a different kind of a fight, and you know, yeah, Terrell is able to uh, articulate that. So yes, that 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 very much describes uh, that type of match. It was uh, move for move. Like yeah, when do you get to see women that size wrestle that style? That like junior heavyweight kind of style. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was super impressive. And and yeah, and again, like it's it's more like I, not that I thought Candice was bland, but I thought she was a good wrestler. Um, I didn't know she could do all those things. Like, those things take a certain amount of strength and timing. And, yeah, um, just really impressive. It was one of those fun matches. And where, like, they didn't. Oh, you got it. Oh, oh, thanks. Well, where my issue with Candace just goes, well, wouldn't when she's fighting, when she's facing someone even slightly bigger than Io Shirai, it stops being the things she's good at stop being incredible. Mm. Who did she pick? She pinned. Remember she pinned Raina Gonzalez with that bullshit ass lion saw off the middle rope? I was like, she 80 pounds. Yeah. Raina Gonzalez, 6'1", 220 probably. <laughs> and, she a, and she got a lay down for that. So it, it was a hell of a lion saw. It, it, it works. It wasn't it. Like, you know, because like you said, she's good. She's And she's been hitting that move for Eight ten years now, so she's mm-hmm. so she's doing what she does. But it, uh, but for me personally, it starts to become uh, <clears throat> the credibility stuff starts creeping in, and 
just you know me and small women wrestlers and going, I'm not sure if I can buy it. But against Io Shirai, I bought every 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 punch, every flip, every counter because she's she's good and when she's uh, with somebody that's her near or closer to her size, she shines. So. That's the best thing I've seen her in. Probably, I don't think her May Young stuff was anything really of note, and and sort of like the argument uh, that I was making for the for the for why Roman Buddy was you know shouldn't be considered like a match of the year in my opinion. Uh, the May Young stuff just doesn't have the emotional uh, you know stuff to 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 be really remembered. Like you have to just go out there and just have such a kick ass match, wrestling match, move, move, move kind of match to, to be remembered in that context. Um, but this with Io Shirai with history and storyline and two top-notch A-class you know, workers with 15 minutes, uh, you're just asking for something good. We got something really, really good. Uh, it, it gives me It gives me hope because I didn't know what if uh, Candice LeRae was going to be, you know, because I'm not, a, not, I'm one of them, not a fan, and and then she's small, so I was like, what is, what's next? What's she going to do like before the, you know? And, but she's like, shown that she can break uh, emotionally and all that kind of stuff. So I think this was, you know, EO comes out the winner, but this was really good for Candice and, and for standing in the company. You still there, Darrell? Oh, wait, he's on mute. That's right. <laughs> Jump back in. Oh, calm down a little bit. Party broke up. Right. Oh, yeah, man. I, oh, yeah, I went outside by the pool, man. <laughs> I had to finish my drink. <laughs> so before I could go outside, I didn't want them to put my drink in no plastic cup. Get out of here, man. Drink mine from the glass, baby. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I know y'all were talking about, um, yeah. I know y'all was talking about um, who could be next, and I think if they're going to have anybody defeat Shayna Baszler, um, it would be Dakota Kai. Yeah, who was yeah, really um, so. afraid of her, come back and beat her through guts and just, just straight so guts. So when? Are you talking WrestleMania? Um, Survivor Series weekend. Well, you, I don't, don't have all can... women on. Um, War I don't think you can. Uh, wait, but wait. When? What? When are you? When are, in your in your mind? When does Dakota Kai beat Shayna for the title? At what show? I would love it at WrestleMania, like you um talking about. Right. But if they trying to have her have a single match, that's the, that's the time frame. I think that's the the, the projection. If if that's their, indeed what they want to do, and they they're committed. <clears throat> Shane is done after WrestleMania. Who is it that we have to take a, have who do we have to take the belt off her and they go to Dakota Kai? Then you have to reintroduce her and that storyline in the you know soon. So oh, maybe you have something you for Survivor Series weekend, like a like a War Games thing or whatever you were saying. They could both be in it. That could set up for the next thing. You know, when you have this and you show this progression of her, because she's already overcome. She's not scared of her, right? Now it's just a matter of getting yeah, back. Yeah, no longer scared of her. 
right? But their fear can always be something that's that's there in the back of her back of her mind. She might not just be a punk bitch like she was before, but she could still have some legit, uh, you know, fear and angst of a lady that can punch her in the that's face. That's when you get Morrow them to tell that story of she had fear. And now, you know, yeah. she had and he showed, you show that he trained. Show her uh, getting better. And every time, every confrontation with Shayna, you know, is, uh, is you know, she, she gets more every time. And you tell that story over six months. And in the meantime, Shayna's cheating yeah. with other people. And every now and then, they reintroduce... Uh, Dakota Kai, and they let you know that she's uh, she's still around, and she's still fuck, you know she still don't fuck with Shayna, and she's winning matches in the meantime, and you don't have Dakota Kai losing. You have her always, you know. Uh, and by the end, hopefully Jasmine Duke them are are better because I think when you think about the women tag team titles, I think those two. Once you get them up there with Shayna and you Maybe. put those tag yeah. team titles on them, but come March and April, be the ones who come come February and March or March TV on NXT TV. They're who she's got. They're who Dakota Kai has to go through, you know, before getting to. So they have to be good enough to to have credible and quality matches with Dakota Kai come this spring. You know, that's, it seems like the natural progression before you get to the big balls. You know, you got to go through her henchmen and minions. Yeah, and then she can have a number one contenders match because, you know, they're going to have a big show for the Rumble and the Rumble at the beginning of, of, of next year. So she have a like a big time number one contenders match, maybe against the aggressive, uber aggressive uh, or, Bianca Blair. Or you have her in the women's rumble, and she's in the final four. She's one of those. In the last, she don't win it. You have you know, Sasha or whoever fucks you know that they have scheduled to win it. But she's there again. You're building her. You're getting eyes on her. So when she does beat um, Shayna in in April and come come take over Mania. Uh, it's it's credible and people are behind it. They know who she is, and even the casual or the, the main, let's say the main WWE roster, uh, main uh, audience knows who she and, is. And um, yeah, and the TV itself, since they'll be probably going live by then, that live TV itself is going to play a major part in her. And I hear I heard y'all talking about that. I think um, Vince will never get involved with it because that Triple H baby and I. Even if they get good ratings on that on, on FS1, it could possibly be the best TV show on FS1 because people don't know FS1 don't really get good ratings like that. That's yeah, why they um, pay Skip and Shannon um all that money, but they still don't pull like they trying to make them pull numbers better than First Take, even though First Take outdo them by a whole lot. So which to me is station. Like I want Skip and Shannon over uh, who is that? Max Kellerman. You know people. You know people don't like. You know people don't like Uncle Shannon because sometimes Uncle Shannon be saying some stuff that people ain't ready for with his um mouth in his mouth, smoking his mouth, <laughs> black and mouth. <laughs> I guess. I fuck with Skip. Yeah. I mean I fuck with Shannon. I mean, 
Ain't no problem, Skip. Ain't no problem. <laughs> <laughs> old Goat James, old Goat James out here. <laughs> so <laughs> I I see that stuff. Um, another thing that I was into um this weekend was um, and I I would love to hear you guys what you what you think how a heel should be because you know today with smart fans and stuff like that. A lot of smart fans who claim to be smart fans, the majority of them today, don't understand the psychology of wrestling. That's why I think sometimes wrestling ain't how it should be. Because I never thought a heel should be having moves where you can't, you want to see them hit moves and you should be hating the way they wrestle. Yeah. My big thing this week weekend was Jay White in the match with Abushi. That was the second greatest match this weekend. I like the Cole and um the Cole and Johnny Gargano match because mm-hmm. I like all the stuff that Jay White was doing because throughout the whole tournament he did stuff that made he he legitimately got booed and got people to hate him. Not the um, Baron Corbin hate, but I'm talking about hate because people they hate how he rouses, so they hate the things that he do. And they want him to do bigger moves and so they can chant, this is awesome. But I don't want him to do that. I don't know how y'all see how he is to wrestle. Because I just hate when it's move for move and the fans chanting, this is awesome. I want them to boo Jay White. Like, how could you do this? How could you bring Gator out here when you said you weren't going to bring him out here? How could you do this and how could you do that? How could you roll out the ring when he was about to hit you with another um, big move and you don't hit a big move? So that was the big thing to me this weekend. How how he is probably the best heel in wrestling today, and, and the best money drawing heel also. Yeah, typically you, you your baby face will when they turn heel. You know, AJ will tweak certain things. For certain things, you can't. He's, his whole mood set would have to be different. But some things you you don't do. Some of the big signature things that people. Or, or you know they're waiting for. Uh, but I mean, I I agree, and I I think it's it's there's a lot of reasons for 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 the lack of psychology or lack of fans knowing or caring about about psychology. I used to, you know, it's been a whole generation or two seeing big move, big move. You know, people are not selling shit, and you know this. X Division for years was just frenetic, you know, it was a 15-minute match that they would pack into, you know, four or six minutes. Guys just non-stop moves. Again, nobody's selling nothing. No moves that have consequence. Um, so it's it's hard to uh, sometimes to, to kind of break out of break out of that even as a fan. So, so the things that you accept from the wrestlers that have that grew up doing the same shit, you know, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a cycle, um, you know. And then WWE tries to work against that, so they go the other way. But sometimes they don't because they have all big shit that they've gotten gotten into the last decade. So it's a uh, top it's a top down issue. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I'm a person who, um, like, when I hear the comparisons, like, the Young Bucks to um, the Usos, 
why I say they the young bucks are not in the Usos league because to me, um, the young bucks are nothing but uh, uh, a team that's getting over off of um, um, old people moves. They do all the classic moves and stuff like that. The super kick parties and stuff like that. But a lot of times they're supposed to be healed. And they never get in the baby face over. They never making people want to cheer for the baby face. They always making people want to cheer for them because they just doing all the legendary moves, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? They're not telling the story in the ring. So that's why I, when people compare them, I say the young bucks are not in the lead with um the Usos. No what? No question. And I would agree because how they how they go. So you know, just seeing that type of style because recently I've been listening to a lot of people, um, especially people who listen to New Japan, they talk about about how they up how Jay White is not right for New Japan because he's not doing the style for New Japan. But I like how he offers something different. And then he showed that he get genuine heat. He really makes people get upset when he win and they leave start leaving early because they mad and I like that. Like, okay, the show over, we already got your money. You can leave early after you don't stop and watch the whole match, in a way, go ahead and leave early. You don't have to sit and listen to him talk because that's what he is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you want to get up and leave. Like, I can't believe this motherfucker won. Excuse my language. Like, I'm going to get up and go. It's like getting up on a bad comedian. Like, well, you ain't funny. I'm going to get up out of here. Throw this drink at you. Damn. You know what I'm saying? He just leave. He ain't got time to drink. But he's so bad, he made the vodka and cranberry taste nasty. So I got to right. enjoy that. <laughs> you know, made me spend $14 on this vodka and cranberry. It, uh, it tastes nasty because you so bad. But yeah, that's like one of the big things I did this uh, that I like this weekend. Also, watching Seth Rollins prove everybody that he could be the lead babyface and probably winning over everybody, especially with the promo that he gave. I don't know if y'all talked about this. Mm-hmm. That Love promo it. that he gave on Monday, the match that he gave on Sunday, how he won over the crowd, and when they cut to his face after he got out there and he was standing on the rope and he looked into his face, and usually when Roman come out there, I ain't trying to down Roman, but you know when he come out there sometimes and he hear the crowd just bombing on the match already, you can look at his face like, man, I don't really want to do this. But when you look at Seth's face, Seth told you like, okay, y'all doubting me now, but I'm going to win y'all over before this match over with. And that's what he did. And I just appreciate everything they did. And also they booked that match similar to how um, New Japan um, booked Kota Ibushi um, uh, a couple of nights before. So that was awesome. They booked it like a New Japan um, G1 match. So that was amazing what they did with them in them two days. So I assume you enjoyed the G1? Like, this is a hell of a match. Every time I see that move where they collide in the air and they do kind of a, you know, I never know who's like, 
who's supposed to, who, who's that, who's that hurt? Who's giving the move? <laughs> it was like, okay. And I thought exactly. they both did a good job. Like, he didn't pin him immediately because he was hurt, right. too. Like, yeah. I like, oh, yeah, for sure. Better hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you enjoyed the G1? I assume Craig, Craig had, a, had a good time watching. Oh, yeah. I watched every G1 match from start to finish. It was a hard five weeks to get to, but I watched every match, start to finish. Then, and I watched them all live. Then miss not one match from the tag teams on. So I enjoyed it. Um, oh, that's such a good spot. Darrell, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just have never seen that in the corner. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Y'all watching the four and nine. three or five seconds ahead of you, but he just hit him with the brain button. Oh, yeah, I just saw the brain buster. But, I mean, that stop in the corner and the no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, no. That's got to be a wrap. Yeah, that was really good. See, when y'all wow. looking at those matches, I know y'all were speaking on um them going to two hours on live TV. I think they can do it and not use of all the oh, time. Oh, uh, live? I think that, that's a whole different. We're talking yeah, about I, I still hope and pray that's going to be taped. For everybody's sake. For everybody's sake. Like, yeah, man. But if you, damn, like, if you, damn. Yeah. If you look at what they're like, doing right now, it looks like they're building up and they're gathering people because, as you can see, after the um, takeover match, Pete Dunn said he's officially in NXT proper from now on. And they're building up people. They're already building up storylines. That's why I think they didn't let the Undisputed Era win all the titles because I think that's something they want to pop out with after War Games and then going into two hours of TV in October. That's what something if they, they don't put, want to introduce. Yeah. What if they put Undisputed Era in uh, War Games again, but it's winner take all? Like that'll be it's amazing. Them against Street Profits, Velveteen, and Riddle. Or something like that could be that could be something. Or it could be Johnny. Or it could be Johnny because I want to see Riddle versus um Killian Dane at War Games. But, but I think I think there's a War Games before. I mean not a War Games, but I think there's a a takeover Take before off. that. Pink. No, it's not. It's not. I, I already. Oh, that's the next one. War Games. Is, yeah, that's that's the next one. It's coming a few. It's coming in a few months. On uh, what? October. In the end of September. Cause, um, oh, okay. Um, Survivor, Survivor Series. Series come out before, Survivor Series come out before October, before they start mm. debuting um, debut on Fox. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. And okay. I think that's something that you would want to do. Uh, you have, um, or if it's Jordan Miles, who say he won the um, challenge for the title, and they build it up as a big main event for um, whatever the first show is on. Yo, if he goes straight for Cole, live show, that'd be pretty great. Like, if he does what? If he goes straight for Cole instead of Velveteen. Ooh. Oh, is that what the contract is? It's not just the. Yeah, you get a title match. It's a title. Ooh, I didn't know that. Interesting. I think the only way Vince 
I think the only way Vince get into it is they make it too good of a uh, rating. Well, so you think if it gets good and not bad, then he makes the move? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Because now if it's outshining and people like start really making the big questions, like why is this show WWE so better than the main shows that we've been knowing for years? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he got an ego, and that ego will be like, let me get on here. I can show you what I do with these people better than what Triple H can. And I think it's a great platform for these guys. And I know y'all were talking about if they get paid more, but I, if I'm not mistaken, the more they be on television, they used to give them a bump. No, um, no, we even. That little show that they had. That they probably would not be getting a pay increase is the thing. Um, at least, at least through Meltzer, like they'd probably still be on that same contract, uh, more than likely. Like, damn. Yeah, that that would be so crazy. Hopefully, they can get a bump to come. You know, just like they yeah. did when they started being a regular on television. Because you remember the show that they used to do on the network about um, the people from NXT and, and the PC. They all got a bump when they started being on television a little bit more. They gave them a raise. So hopefully you get them a raise for being on television, especially if you're pulling numbers and, yeah. you know, yeah. you're breaking in people. It's, yeah, you got to keep uh, – you, you got to – you just can't have folks do, you know, wrestling in front of these major crowds in Toronto then getting a check for, you know, dollars. It's just that's not a way to keep morale and to keep people that you want to, you know, want to be stars for the next, you know, uh-huh. you know, few years, decades. You don't want them to feel, you know, feel like they're not worthy or that they've got to scrape and scrounge just to, yeah. So I, I have to imagine that they're strategically keep, get, keeping people paid and fed and rent and fucking lights on down there in Florida. You know, like Io Shirai and Shayna Baszler, it's just tough to think that they're hitting, you know, 40 or 60 grand a year and, and that they're just, that's just, uh, that's just what they get. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, especially when you had people like, um, some of the people who left before them, you had like Oscar, I thought were making almost 100000 or close to a Well, Oscar's uh, making know, a lot of money because, yeah. I mean, but everybody's contract is different. You just, you know, you, you just, it's the folks on the lower end that you just can't, you, you just don't want that disparity. You just can't have people make, some people making a million bucks and then you got everybody over here basically making minimum wage. You know, like a little more than yeah. that. You know, like 40 grand a year, 60 grand a year. It's like, fuck, this is like, you know, are you going to be selling shorts to make this? <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And, you know, you going on TV and now you finna start drawing numbers. And I'm pretty sure if they put NXT on FS1, they're gonna bump that that contract up a little bit or something like that. Because when you hear Triple H being cryptic about the TV show and everything, it make it seem like they probably negotiating on boosting that contract up or something to add NXT WWE most profitable show on the network that everybody wants 
you gotta ask for more. That just be bad business if you don't ask for a little bit more. Yeah, it's just a matter of like who get. It's just consistency, like like we said, Eo Shirai and certain and Shayna Baszler. But you know, what about like a, a Mia Yim who's finally you know was part on her first takeover, I think, I'm pretty sure, uh, or certainly in a featured featured thing. Um, or somebody like uh, you know Aaliyah and uh, and uh, you know Vanessa Bourne. You know they're not moving anything. They're the bottom. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like you have to understand that there's a difference. That you know, like everybody can't be kept happy, but the people that are making a difference, like Eo Shirai and Shayna Baszler, absolutely should be taken care of. And 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 Vanessa Bourne, Bianca Belair. All them should be making a little bit more money and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm expecting and I'm looking forward towards everything. But I want to ask you guys this question. After this, these past two shows, how do you, how is your impression of the WWE and their booking so far now after these two shows, like SmackDown and Raw? Because I love what they did with Randy. I love what they did with Seth. And I I'm, I'm, can't wait for the King of the Ring. Yeah, I personally don't really care much for the King of the Ring. I just don't have a ton of faith that they'll, that it'll, you know, whatever. We'll see. I never was the biggest fan of the King of the Ring. I never, it was just, it was always just okay and kind of a second tier pay-per-view uh, for me in the, in the late 90s and early early 2000s when I got to see the, the, the bulk of them. Um, but it's. I'm not going to. It's. It's been okay for now, you know. But they could definitely take three steps back next week. So until we get on some kind of consistent, creative role, I'm not here to go. Oh yeah, it was good. You know, it was a. It was a good week. It was a good couple of shows. The booking. You could say, hey, this match finished here and this match finished there. Yeah, could have been different or whatever, whatever. But I think overall, it's all. It's. It was a good. Ford and now five days of SummerSlam TV. And that's, and you just build on the next one. And hopefully next week, Raw and SmackDown, that damn tournament comes off. Because tournaments on TV aren't the best, typically. Well, what else do you do tournaments besides on TV? But you know what I mean? It's just, they never, that's a, it's a reason why they, they had to be rebooted. Uh, in 08, that was like, oh, King of the Rings back after being gone for six years. And now it's back now after being gone for, you know, 11 years. If it was, I don't know if it's been around since 08, but uh, there's a reason why it hasn't been a thing consistently in the last 20 years. Um, now, I want to ask you guys this. Um, I, I think the week. King of the Ring should be built around um, Kevin Owens and Shane. Uh, I know people don't want to see Shane too much, but I'm talking about him messing with Kevin Owens and him finding a way to overcome to win the King of the Ring all the way where he probably get a stipulation or something where he can maybe get a title match down the line or something like that where you continue your build to build Kevin Owens as probably the number one baby face on SmackDown. What y'all think about that? I, I find that it's as acceptable as any other idea as anybody else winning that thing. He's got uh, he's got a decent amount of momentum as a character, as, you know, on TV. He's got good fan support. It, they've accepted him full fledged as a babyface. 
Um, I'm afraid that they'd put him in uh, an old, like, does Montreal have a history of a monarchy? Like, I don't think so. Besides, like, somebody else might have run, like, they, they were a French colony or whatever, and they might have. But in Montreal, I don't think they have a history of of that, so maybe he's he's lucky enough not to get saddled with some bullshit. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. Imagine if Montreal had some kind of famous uh, monarchy system or some King Louis the fucking eighth fuckface that was like famous for Montreal, and they would put him in the same outfit King Louis the eighth fuckface wore, and uh, make do a stupid accent and do a decree in French. Uh, so maybe they get they, he doesn't have to do silly I'm a king now stuff. But the only people they focused on in the King of the Ring video package was people that done, that had the scepter and the crown. And and Regal Regal they had him sitting in the chair after he won the tournament, but they didn't have time to go for, further with his gimmick because he was suspended like two days later. And super push he was about to get went with 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 him. That suspension. So the only thing that show Harley Race, Owen and Bret Hart, Booker T, uh, um, uh, Kurt Angle, but they didn't show any. They didn't show Brock Lesnar or Edge. Somebody said Edge. I think uh, Owen said Edge later. But they didn't show. Maybe they did. But Edge might have did the whole gimmick. I don't. I don't. No, he just had the trophy. No, Edge didn't, didn't do that as a gimmick. Yeah, they were pushing him to, uh, to be able to get a title match. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of know the history of, of um of King of the Ring. That's why Cam, if you do a special sure. on it, I love to um listen to it or even send in some questions about it because I kind of know the history. Like. I don't want them to do what they did with Seamus and Bad News, Barrett and King Mabel and and those type of people like that. Uh, even King Haku to a way. I want it to be like how they did it with Stone Cold. They used it as a lunch pad. They did him show Stone Cold. Promo. Uh, or how they did with Brock Lesnar to set up that SummerSlam match that he had with um, The Rock. And they used it as a lunch pad for him uh, with Kurt Angle. Uh, or with Ed, those type of stories, when they use it as a luncheon pad to move on to something better and bigger, that's what I want to see them do. Don't make him wear a crown and nothing like that. When he go up to the stage, don't even even put on the crown, don't even sit in the chair, don't do none of that stuff. That's why I said you use the Shane angle, and Shane was bitching him around and trying to fuck him over the whole time. Where he get overcome it, and then he just go out there and talk about how I did this, and you know, cut a uh, promo on Shane and, and everybody, and now how this is gonna be his luncheon pad to to go for whatever, and he can talk about the WWE title even if it's still on coke. You can talk about it now because now you don't feel that baby face bravado that people, you know, because ain't nothing wrong with having a face versus face type of match or whatever. I just want to, you know. See something different. I just want to see him do a luncheon pad on it, and not a king gimmick. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I, yeah, I'm I'm good with Owens winning. I definitely wouldn't want him to win and then do some silly king gimmick shit. So, your idea of that being his, his 
the de facto uh, the buck stops with Paul creatively, he could also be setting himself up for, you know, what about when you return and things go back to shit, Vince? <laughs> Assuming Paul Heyman uh, does a competent, decent job of, of, you know, I think we all would imagine he would do that at the very least. But imagine Heyman's successful and people start coming back because of compelling storylines and characters and character development and developments and twists that he, that Paul is specifically uh, creating and implementing and executing. What happens when XFL uh, fails or just between seasons, let's say, and Vince comes back and is like, oh, hey, let me uh, get some input and, and, and things immediately. People are like, what happened to the show? Like, what the fuck? Um, but but that bodes well for the for the immediate future uh, of creative. I don't. I guess Heyman's just not as a, really just isn't a big part of uh, the SmackDown part, the SmackDown side of things. Um, so I wonder how Vince felt about SmackDown because I thought SmackDown was a good show last night. Mm-hmm. So he only gave uh, according to Kylan, he only gave. Uh, Heyman credit for, or only gave him credit, yeah, for SummerSlam and Raw. So, but that's a big deal. Saying publicly, Heyman's the reason SummerSlam and Raw was as good as it was. That's, uh, I'm sure some people were like, "Whoa, wait, who, what?" They're, you know, parasite munching on Vince's brain is taking over. You know, so. All right, but I appreciate you calling back, Kylan, and at least getting uh, getting your your question out. So, all right, that does it for this week. Um, yeah, Camp, thanks for your uh, thanks for your co-hosting ship. Callers, appreciate y'all. Emailers and uh, social media folks. So, until uh, next week, well, chime in, uh, click over VIP. Rich and I will be back for another hour or so of content. So, check us out there if you are a, indeed a VIP member. Uh, free folks, the uh, the end of the ride uh, is now. So. All right, that's Cam. I'm Trav. We'll get it y'all next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.